What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Tuesday, September 26th, 2023, and we are jam-packed, taking you all the way until 10 o'clock this morning on today's show. A very special guest will be joining us at 9 o'clock can't tell you who it is, but we're very excited for this conversation. And our guest is going to make a very special announcement about uh, some future plans here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. So definitely be here for that. We'll have one of Bucky's tips for kids in the car line at 820 this morning. Plenty of Texas football conversation, plenty of NFL conversation after the Monday night doubleheader meaning that week three is in the books. And, of course, we'll start to look ahead to the Longhorns and the Jayhawks this Saturday's tilt at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium. And we'll have some fun like we always do here on Bucky and BK. Good morning, Buck. Good morning, BK. How was uh, yesterday? Spent a lot of time atoning, I hope. A lot of time atoning. Yeah, I heard uh, what you said to Wags at the start of yesterday's show. Not enough hours in the day for you to atone for all your for just one year. Yeah, I probably need a month instead of a yeah, day. Yeah, that's to atone okay for some of my you, wrongdoings. But, at least uh, you gave it a try, brother. At least you gave yeah. it. Yeah, now it was good, man. It was a very refreshing day. You know, fasting is not easy at all. Not for uh, you. But uh, yeah, a lot of time in temple. It was either temple or sleep. That was pretty much all that got done yesterday. But uh, no, got a good meal in me at CC's Pizza. Oh, yeah, a little CC's, huh? No better way to break a 30 hour fast than with the uh, 65 feet of endless pizza, pasta, and salad. <laughs> oh, as good as it gets, right there, brother. But they don't have bread that goes along with the salad, do they? I mean, is, is it you can't have pizza and then bread on top with the salad? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah, yes, you can. Yeah, well, I'm not wasting my stomach space on salad, dude. I really plus I, I mean I don't really trust the salad there. I've seen them close down a CC's before at the end of a day, and it's not the most people human. putting hands in tossing salad, putting hands in salad. It's really? it's really it's really they just keep the salad from the day before, but throw a saran wrap covering on top of it and call okay. that a day. That's good. I do that in my kitchen in my refrigerator. Nothing wrong with that. Well, you put it in the refrigerator. I don't know if they put their stuff in the refrigerator. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> I just think they leave it out on the counter. Man, you just got to saying wonderful things about them. But I'll say wonderful things about the soldiers at Fort Cabasas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated. And please be safe out there. Yes. Uh, you were not there for my call of rain on Sunday. So go ahead and thank me while you were atoning yesterday. Trey Elling III, my doctor was giving me a little bit of credit, not a lot, should have given me much more. Very pissed off about the fact that it was hailing because nobody asked you to bring on the hail. Well, what can I do? I don't know what form it comes down. It started well, out as liquid coming from the sky, didn't it? As a meteorologist, you're supposed to be able to forecast the weather, aren't you? Like you do claim to be a meteorologist. So saying it is only going to rain when it's actually going to hail means that you got the prediction wrong. What? Yeah. It started out as rain coming down. Well, at that point, you were right. But then you were wrong once the hail started coming down. Once it, started hitting, once it started hitting Wags' car and windows of his house. Oh, yeah. Rodney got got, too. He had a few yeah. members of Texas Sports Unfiltered get got by the hailstorm. And obviously, a bunch of folks 
around Central Texas got yeah. got too. All right, sorry about that, y'all. That that's too bad. That's on you. So you can't claim it's to be a me. real meteorologist if you can't get the weather forecast right. Now you're just like the rest of them, which is fine. Maybe you are a real meteorologist because they're always wrong. So I am. You're always wrong. No, no, too. no. Listen, I am God Bolt, not God. God Bolt. I'm just a. I'm just a. What you call a. Um, tool of the Lord. You're a tool, all right. <laughs> a vessel. God mm-hmm. bolt, not God. God bolt. So are you the God of lightning then? If you if you've got bolt in your last name, oh, does that no. mean you handle lightning? What do we you had handle? A lot of that. We had a lot of that on Monday too. On um, Sunday night, yes, there was lightning and thunder and man. hail. Sorry about that, y'all. It was pretty crazy out there. We uh, were leaving Temple Sunday night, my sister and I, and she lives up north. You know, up uh, not quite Georgetown, Round Rock area, just far north Austin. And she had to pull over in the domain and like park under one of those garages for a while. Oh, yeah. Because she was driving in that. And I was I was lucky because I was, you know, the, the temple that I go to is is uh, off far west. But I was going south where I live. So I got some rain, but the hail didn't come down here. Yeah, she was and a bunch of folks, man. It was scary for, I don't know, 30 minutes to an hour on Sunday night. My oh, God. If you've ever been in a hailstorm, that's no fun. No, it is not. No, it is not. And the good news is we've got a roofing company, Four Roofs TX. If uh, something happened to your roof and you need somebody to call, nice. Four Roofs Texas, they've got you covered. There'll be a bunch of people needing that this week. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look the out for the scammers that come in there asking about fixing your roof. Don't fall for those scams now. Don't fall for the scammers for our 5,000 subscriber giveaway. And don't fall for the scammers for roofing companies where they uh they're fly by night they just knock on your door saying oh yeah we got we got you covered we got you for 15 grand no big deal we're gonna save you two grand yeah all right and they'll end up breaking your roof even more and also stealing a tv on the way out the door (laughs) that's what those guys do all right plenty to get into last night buck you were up late man you texted me at like 10 30 yeah joey i am out like a light by then I guess you were watching the uh, the Monday Night Football doubleheader. The right. Bengals getting a little bit of revenge from the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They beat the Rams 19-16. to 16. Boy, a, a must-win type of game for Cincinnati. They got the dub to avoid falling to 0-3 on the season. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Look, I think most people kind of thought Tampa Bay was a fraud, even though they were 2-0, right? That was one of the bigger surprises of the NFL season. What was the fact that the Bucs won their first couple of games of the year? Uh, a couple of 2-0 and teams last night. I think most people expected Philadelphia to win that game, but, man, they dominated Tampa Bay in all three facets last night. Your big takeaways from uh, the Monday Night Football doubleheader that you were up watching. Well, Philly Philly is still trying to find themselves on offense, but over the last couple of games, they've rushed for over 200 yards in two straight games. So, you know, Jalen Hurts is not quite where he wants to be in the passing game and not quite right with his receivers yet. But believe me, they can run the ball. The dude swift, and that offensive line can get it going. And they got it going last night over Tampa Bay uh, against that Tampa Bay defense. Now, Jalen Hurts will find his way. It's pretty sad when a group is undefeated and they haven't found their way offensively. But that defense has found its way. That is a ferocious defense that Philadelphia has and will continue to have. And you know what? For a while, Baker Mayfield looks like an NFL quarterback at times. But if you pressure him and, and put him under the gun – He'll throw it up for grabs. He's very similar to Dak Prescott in the fact that if they're pressure and pressure in their face, yeah, that's right. They'll throw it up for grabs. 
And no, it wasn't Dak Prescott's fault on Sunday of what happened. That was just a total team letdown. That's all that was. They were that was just a letdown. That was a defensive letdown. There's not gonna. I I don't think you're gonna see a lot of teams rush against the Dallas Cowboys like we saw on Sunday. BK just that was that was an anomaly. It's I don't think you know teams have had their way with Dallas every once in a while in the run game, but I think they they fixed that before. And that was just guys going into the game thinking, oh my God, it's the Cardinals. When when James Conner can do that to you. And, and the little guy, Elijah Moore, whoever he is, slash receiver, slash running back, you're surprised. They got surprised on Sunday. They weren't prepared for that game. Dan Quinn very seldom has his defense not prepared for a game. They were not prepared for the game. And, and guys looking around and looking at themselves going, who's gonna, where's Micah Parsons? Is he going to make a play? Those other guys were just kind of looking around waiting for him. He's not going to make every play for you. Van Der Esch had a poor game. All the linebackers played overran plays. They had cutback lanes in the run game. Uh, that was kind of sad. And I'll say this about the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what? Love those unis last night. Pretty slick, huh? Oh, they were slick. That's the white that's on slick, white. That's a slick uni right there now. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm glad the NFL changed the helmet rules, right? Because for a long time, teams could only wear one style of helmet. So they could right. wear retro or alternate uniforms, but the helmet would be the same color as always. I couldn't quite figure out why that rule existed in the first place. And yeah, within the last couple of years, the NFL is like, no, you can, you can wear a different lid from time to time. I like that uh, last night. Yeah. The white helmet with the white on white. It's a clean look for Cincinnati. They shouldn't lose wearing those uniforms, right? It should be illegal to lose wearing those uniforms and they found a way to get the job done. But yeah, I think Philadelphia is one of, if not the biggest winners from week three of the NFL season, right? Because through a couple of weeks, a lot of people were talking about the Cowboys. It kind of felt like more people were talking about the Cowboys than the Eagles and rightfully so. I mean, the Cowboys had the best point differential in football by far going into this week and they were playing the worst team or one of the worst teams in the NFL and the Arizona Cardinals. So you figured you know, they'd be three and out, but the Cowboys lose. They clearly expose some flaws in the process. And Philadelphia just goes about their business and dominates in prime time on national television on Monday night football. So pretty good weekend for Philly. And like you said, on the Cowboys, Buck, we're talking about professional athletes here. These guys are all freaking good. Yes. And if you don't show up prepared to play a game, against professional athletes in any sport. Same reason why the Astros got swept by the Royals in baseball over the weekend, right? Same reason you see upsets all the time in professional sports, right? How on any given night, the worst team in the NBA could beat the best team in the NBA. If you don't show up prepared to play a professional sport, you are going to lose. And the Cowboys were not prepared. The coaching was not good enough. The playing was not good enough. They weren't physical enough. They just, they weren't ready. And... There are pros on that other sideline. I know Arizona sucks. They're probably going to have a bottom two or three record in the NFL, but they're still professional athletes, guys who are getting paid to play football for a living. If you don't bring your stuff on any given Sunday, you are going to lose, and the Cowboys saw that firsthand. Yeah, you're going to get your ass beat. And the thing about that is, I mean, that's just life. There is no excuse for lack. I always said this. There's no excuse for lack of preparation. That's on you. That's not on anybody else. Your lack of preparation, if it gets you beat or you don't get a job because you're not prepared for what's about to happen in that job or anything else in life, there's no excuse for lack of preparation. You're just not. And in football, like you said, they're professionals, too, on the other side. They get paychecks, and they have some pride, too. And they just they, – they ran into a group that 
somebody must have told them they were tanking the season, and they believed it. Well, yeah. they're not. The, the, the Cardinals aren't tanking the season. No. Not playing the way they played on the last two times they played. Last couple times they played, as a matter of fact. They've been right in the games. They're just not talented enough, but they haven't quit. They haven't given right. up. Yeah, that was kind of the hope, right? I mean, the Cowboys played a pretty abysmal first half against Arizona on Sunday, but they were in a better spot than the Giants were in the week before, right? Sure. The Giants were down 28-7 to against that Arizona bunch and came all the way back to win that game. So that was kind of the hope for Cowboys fans was like, ah, well, Arizona looked good in the first half last week, but you know, they're still Arizona. Their roster sucks. And the Cowboys are still the Cowboys. And right. over the course of four quarters, they'll find a way to turn it on and win this football game. But now nah, the, the same issues the Cowboys had in the first half showed up again in the second half. And they just, they didn't have it. And that's, it's a bad loss for them. Like, yeah. I, and, I, and I haven't seen BK. I haven't seen Vanderesh play like that in two years. He was overrunning. He was taking off overrunning plays. They were cutting back against him. He was getting caught up in the wash. I mean, he's been pretty solid at linebacker. Last last year, he had a great year as a linebacker. He really did. He was a leader. He was a linebacker. Yeah. But for some reason, he fell into the same thing they all fell into on Sunday. Overrunning plays, thought, thought they were going to do it their way. I'm pretty sure Dan Quinn hasn't taught football that way for, for this defense. Yeah, he looked like his last name was McCarthy because he looked like yeah. he was only on the field because he was the coach's son. Like, yeah. seriously, it was one of those cases where it's like, oh, the worst player on the team, but he's the coach's son, so he's going to play. And everybody right. else is like, why the hell is this guy on the field? Oh, yeah, he's the coach's son. Like, that's what Leighton Van Der Esch looked like on Sunday. He was getting exposed play after play after play, yeah. was taking false steps, was missing tackles, looked slow. And you're right, like, he – we, we've seen that from Van Der Esch at points over the yes. course of his career, but it kind of Correct. felt like he had a resurgence over the last year and change. Right. Uh, it was bad LVE on, on Sunday. And well, yeah. I, and they, they all looked and were wondering, where's Micah Parsons? He can't make every play for you guys. It's just, it's uh, not possible for him to be Superman each and every week. Now he didn't play great. He had a nice sack, but I mean, for, for him, he probably played better than 90% of the league played, you know, on Saturday, but on Sunday, but that's just not, that's not good enough. You need more than one guy playing. And the yeah. rest of those guys, I don't know, they were sleepwalking. Well, if you for some reason thought Trayvon Diggs was overrated or wasn't very good, number one, you're an idiot. Uh, stop looking at Stephen A. Smith and all these cowboy haters out there. Uh, and number two, he's going to be tough to replace. Yeah. Right? Like, Stephon Gilmore's very good, but he's, he's no he's longer old. one of the best corners in football. He's old. He's lost a step. Yeah. So him going up against Hollywood Brown, who's one of the fastest receivers. Yeah, that, football, that was no good. Not a great matchup for the Cowboys. And early on, Arizona was attacking Deron Bland, who's a decent player, but he's not Trayvon Diggs. So when you're the replacement for the guy who's hurt, teams right. are going to go after you. And that's what Arizona did. I mean, Josh Dobbs, I'll give him credit. I didn't think he had that in him. He looked pretty good. And the Cowboys secondary wasn't the same without Trayvon Diggs. So, uh, look, the, the cow. Like, if you're closing the book on the Cowboys, you're dumb. The Cowboys are still going to win 11 to 12 games this year. Sure. Like, e even the bet. Like, you look at Kansas City; they've they've lost some like head scratching games over the past few years. I'm not saying the Cowboys are as good as the Chiefs. I'm just saying, hey, sometimes that happens in the NFL, where uh, a really good team loses to a really bad team, and it doesn't feel like there's much rhyme or reason to why it went down the way that it did. The Cowboys are going to be fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got some things that they've got to work on. And like you said, Buck, it's, you can't show up unprepared because any team in this league can beat you. So that's a wake-up call for the Cowboys well, now. And I, they got to bounce back and figure it out. I thought one of the positives of the, of the Dallas games was the fact that Michael Gallup looked like he had some of his explosion back. 
I think Dak Prescott threw a, a, a couple of nice slant patterns to him that really looked nice. The, the timing was good. Gallup made the catch in traffic. Gallup had a couple of catches and runs where he looked really like the knee is back. Like he's, he's got the explosive uh, ability now as a wide receiver again. That was, that was a plus for me. And the backup running back looked good to me also. Yeah. Rico. Thought, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And look, the Cowboys can get back in everybody's good graces if they win these next couple of games. Now, easier said. And, than and don't forget, BK, they were missing a couple of offensive linemen. I mean, key offensive linemen in that game. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I mean, three-fifths of their starting offensive line sure. wasn't there on Sunday. So I thought the offensive line actually played okay, all things considered. Like I, They were far from the biggest problem for Dallas on Sunday. Dak wasn't great. The red zone offense continues to be a huge oh, issue. And like you said, the defense. I mean, they got ran all over by James Conner, and they couldn't stop Joshua. Do- it, it was bad. It was bad. So, yeah, yeah Dan Joshua Quinn. Dobbs everything like I wanted Dak Prescott when it, when it was time to take off with the ball. Hey, yeah. get out of there and go, yeah. you know, but, but anytime Dak seems to have pressure in his face and he throws, it's all, always way too late. There's always somebody crossing in front to, to pick like in the end zone there. They weren't going to come back and win that game. They just didn't have it in them to come back and win that game. I thought Sunday. So the mm-hmm. interception late, well, people are saying, well, you know, had an opportunity. They weren't coming back. No. If, if, if the Cardinals would have got that ball, they still would have run the ball down the, the Cowboys throws. They just had one of those days, and it's and it's good. You know, you get it out early in the season, get it over with. You know, Dan Quinn will have his foot in their rear ends all week this week. I don't know what they're going to do at cornerback. You just don't replace that guy. That guy was a turnover guy. He he created points for your team, not just turnovers and, and interceptions. He, he, he created points going the other way. That's going to be hard to replace. Yeah, it will be. And like you said, the game the game was over. Like the Cowboys cut it to twenty one to sixteen, and it felt like they had momentum on their side. And then they give up a four play seventy six yard touchdown oh, yeah. drive in just over two minutes. And it's like, oh nope, it's just not their day today. No. So, Cowboys will host the Patriots this weekend, and then the big Sunday night football game in San Francisco happens next weekend. So, if you want to send a message that. Hey, that game was a fluke, and yeah. hey, we're still a Super Bowl contender. Uh, look, beating the Patriots, that helps a little bit, but really it's that game against the 49ers that everybody will be watching on Sunday Night Football that can uh, send a message and make a statement that uh, the Cowboys are are actually really, really good. Could season. be my 1,000-unit play of the week, possibly, on an early on a Tuesday. That what, Cowboys-Patriots? Cowboys, uh-huh. You know I, what the line I, is? It's got to be seven. It is seven. Yeah, no backdoor cover there. This could be an explosion. This okay. could be it for Mac Jones. This could be this could be trouble. I don't know home. if I'm excited about that or not excited about that as a Cowboys fan because you are still down 5,000 units, but you did win your most recent 1,000-unit play. You had the Aggies against Gig Auburn them. last week. Gig their ass. Gig their ass, Aggies. Plus, they're using their 12th man, their head coach now. <laughs> Yeah, that was the one that touchdown dude. Auburn scored. It was the play Jimbo Fisher was on the field on that uh, scooping score. The hell is he doing? I don't know. I don't know. All right. It is 20 after the hour on a Tuesday, which means it's time for another one of Bucky's tips for kids in the car line brought to you by our friends at Relax the Back. Buck, what you got for the kiddos today? Well, I got this for the kiddos. Wisdom is the ability to learn from the mistakes of others. That would be wisdom, kids. Learn from the mistakes, the ability to learn from the mistakes of others. 
Now, you've been around a lot of people that have made mistakes, even as a young kid. Don't make those same mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, but make sure you make them on your own. Don't do it because somebody else has made that mistake. Learn from the mistakes that you see from other people out there. That is wisdom. That is the ability to learn from the mistakes, not only of yourself, but others also, too. But as you were doing yesterday, because you were atoning for all some of the mistakes you've made over the course of the year. Good job by you, as a matter of fact. It just took you a little bit quicker. That's all. Should have been should have been at least a two or three day deal for you, not one and done. And that is my tip for the kids in the car. Probably my tip for a lot of folks out there, but mostly for kids. They they just they don't get it a lot of times. They're still just wondering, hey, I'm just a kid. That person did that. Maybe I can get away with that. No, no. Learn from the mistakes of others, please, kids. Absolutely. That includes Even- your siblings. When they make that mistake around the house, don't you go and back that up by thinking, oh, they didn't get away with it, but I think I can. Don't do it. No. Don't do it. There's always somebody smarter. There's always somebody faster. There's always somebody just a little bit, little bit quicker than what you think you are. So yeah. I had to learn, well, I had to learn that because I was the oldest of eight. So I got to do a lot of things that I wanted to do, but I found out there's always somebody just a little smarter, a little faster and a little more adept in doing some of these things than I was. So learn from it. I like that. Learn from the mistakes of others. It's like when I watch the Cowboys play on Sunday and I see Mike McCarthy on the sideline, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should put that cookie down. Maybe I don't need all that extra food. Don't be – and kids, don't wait, shame. Don't do that. Don't be like this guy. He's going to have to go tone again. He's going to have to spend a couple hours today when he's supposed to be doing things. He's going to have to go back. He's going to have to go back to Temple again because of what he's saying right now. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. I'll have to atone next year, and there will be a lot of things that I will have to atone for, and that might be one of them. Get them all piled up now, huh? Yeah, I'm just trying to be in better shape than Mike McCarthy. That's all right. I think you are too. Yeah, that wasn't about Mike McCarthy. That 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 was about his team. They're professionals. Act like professionals. That was not professional football. You know, and neither were the Denver Broncos on Sunday. That wasn't pro- – hey, why are all those guys laying on the ground? This is not a camp out where you started – why were the Denver Broncos putting their sleeping bags on the ground during plays and going to sleep in their sleeping? It's not a camp out. It's Dude. not a sleepover. We're not, we're not in a forest where you put your sleeping bag down and then you lay on top of it. What a joke that was. What happened there? How do you give up 70 in an NFL game? I mean, I was at Pluckers watching all the noon games on Sunday, and I would just look up at the TV that had that Dolphin Broncos game on every 30 seconds, and somebody else I was running down the sideline for Miami. It's like, is this a replay? What? I did the same. I kept looking. I'm like, maybe that's the play from before. Yeah. It was like the ticker tape. It just kept going by. Bing, 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 bing. The adding yeah. machine just kept going. Oh, my goodness, are they something. If Tua stays healthy, like I said, they will be in the Super Bowl. You can't stop them. Now that offense, and you can't keep up with them. Think about it. You can't keep up with. Them. I don't care how much your team scores; they're going to score more. You know, your defense isn't good enough to stop them from scoring if that quarterback stays healthy. It's just not San Francisco. Anybody's. You can't keep up with them. And if you think you can outscore them, you can't. Because you're always going to be two touchdowns behind them. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers tried to outscore Miami in week one, and it didn't work, right? They played that epic game. It was a shootout. Both teams got into the 30s, but Miami had just enough offense down the stretch. And then in week two, 
you know, against Bill Belichick, they were able to run the football pretty effectively with Raheem Mostert. Not a lot of teams have been able to do that since Bill Belichick took over in New England, and they kind of won a defensive struggle a little bit in that one, and then obviously uh, a 70-burger. I mean, that was just insane. And, boy, Sean Payton talked a lot of trash, didn't he? Remember in the offseason, he's like, oh, Nathaniel Hackett did one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history here in Denver last year. Well, dude, he didn't give up 70 in a game last season. I don't remember that going down, Sean Payton. So you better figure that shit out, dude. Man, oh, man, that was embarrassing. Like I said, I've never seen more grown men on the ground on a football field, you know? I don't know if it was Woodstock or whatever. They were ready to lay down and listen to some music. You know what I mean? I, I Waiting for Jimi Hendrix to play the national anthem. I don't know. Yeah. What the hell was that? The Rolling Stones were doing a uh, another show. What was it? My, Live Aid? Were they thinking they were at Live Aid? It's not a camp over. It's not a sleepover. It's not camping in the backyard, guys. You're professionals. Mm. Stand up. They're not getting knocked down. I mean, like little Legos. They're like little Lego men out there. It was so bad. Never saw so many guys. They were standing still. It was like they were stuck in mud when those, when those guys were going. And and the running back was going around the corner. You can't let the running back have the perimeter. I mean, he, he can get the perimeter every once in a while, but he can't cut the corner and go down the sideline three or four times in a game. Oh, it was both running backs, right? It was Mostert and it was A-Chan. Yeah. So apparently is A-Chan now. It was A-Chan in college, but A-chan. Devon yeah. A-Chan now wants to be known as A-Chan. I mean, both of those guys – had four touchdowns. <laughs> That's so sad. It is. Man, oh, man. And the Broncos this season through three games have scored 69 points. The Dolphins in one game against the Broncos scored 70 points. Yikes. That's, wow. Yeah, that was a huge storyline from week three. Better back um, up a little bit there, Sean Payton. The NFL. And, yeah, while we're on the NFL, we will shift gears and talk some Texas football here in a second because I've got a question for the Buck. But how about the Texans, man? I don't know how much y'all got to talk about – the Texans' big win over the Jags in Jacksonville yesterday. Uh, but the Texans, man, C.J. Stroud looks like the real deal. He's yes. in pretty rarefied air with uh, with how good he's been to start off his NFL career. 20 for 30, 280 yards, two passing touchdowns. And the Texans probably ruined a lot of people's survivor pools with a huge blowout 20-point victory in Jacksonville on Sunday. The first win of the D'Amico Ryans era, the first win of the C.J. Stroud era, an impressive showing by the Texans and a nice bounce back after they got blasted at home by the Colts last Sunday. Yeah, and this is a team that played without a couple of their offensive linemen too uh, in, in the in the football game. But the kid stayed strong in the pocket, made some fantastic throws. You know, he his ability not to throw the pick is – now I just jinxed him. But the way he's standing in the pocket, BK, and he can get the ball in those tight windows, and he's not afraid to throw it but he lets it go in plenty of time. There's not a lot of guys that are around his ball. When he throws it, it looks like it's, it's clear sailing. You just got to catch it. He's starting to find, you know, find rhythm, you know, with a couple of these wide receivers and the guy that the, the um, Dallas Cowboys miss, he's starting to find Dalton Schultz is going to, is going to be something for this kid down the stretch when they really, really need a play. And especially in scoring zone, Dalton Schultz is going to show up. That's who Dak Prescott's who, that's who he really, really misses. I know the tight ends have played okay for the Cowboys. They've done some nice things. But when they get to the scoring zone, Dak Prescott misses Dalton Schultz. Now, Michael Gallup will have to, you know, be that guy for him soon. But as of now, Cowboys red zone compared to what the Texans do is totally different right now. Yeah, 
Cowboys are struggling in the red zone. The Texans didn't struggle at all no. on Sunday. And you look at both of their top three picks, right? C.J. Stroud was magnificent, but Will Anderson Jr., how about a block oh, yeah. field goal for him? Uh, not only making plays on defense, but making plays on special teams as well. So, yeah, that was everything the Texans wanted to see. And the first two weeks weren't great, but, uh, boy, they showed up and showed out. And it's weird. The Texans have kind of owned Jacksonville. I think the For Texans are games, nine. I don't like, that's weird to me. Yeah, also. the Texans, I think, are 9-1 and one in their last 10 games against the Jags. Now, the Jags have obviously had their problems, too, in some of those years. But, uh, look, the Texans have been the worst franchise in football over the last three seasons. And the fact that they've been able to kind of dominate the Jags, well, dominate anybody the way that they've dominated the Jags in recent years is pretty impressive. You know what uh, CJ stands for, by the way, Buck and CJ Stroud? I do not. Coleridge Bernard. Just, just call him CJ. I'm going to call him Coleridge. Come on, Coleridge. Really? And how about the history he's making? Third all-time in passing yards through three starts behind only Justin Herbert and Cam Newton. Both of those guys turned out to be pretty good football players. And then you said at the interceptionless streak that Coleridge is on to start off his career. He's thrown the most passes, 121, without an interception through three starts. Well, they made the right decisions when it came to quarterback, choosing yeah, which you had to take. I was wrong. A lot of people, yeah, and a lot of people are like, no, that's a bad decision. Well, the, right now, the big, tall guy uh, is, is the guy that is doing really, really well, and the short guy is struggling. Yeah, right and, and he's hurt. hurt. Yeah, and, and for, the, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they really miss Zay Jones on Sunday. There's something about that guy and the quarterback that he misses that dude. He really does. And I don't know when Zay Jones comes back. I don't know what this injury is. Is it a one-game deal or is it is it an injury that's going to last for a couple of weeks? Jacksonville just looked terrible on defense, I thought. Yeah. I thought they were a better defensive team than that. Yep. I did too. I did too. I mean, they held they lost that game to the Chiefs, but they kind of held Mahomes in that Chiefs right. offense in check the week before, and then they got picked apart by C.J. Stroud. And look, yeah, I was doing radio in Houston basically saying that the Texans screwed up by winning that Week 18 game against the Colts, and they were going to regret it because they didn't get the opportunity to draft Bryce Young. I'm glad they went C.J. Stroud, right? Like once Young was off the board, I was like, no, take Stroud. But I thought Bryce Young, and it's early. Yeah. It's three games in. I'm not saying Bryce Young is going to be a total bust, and I'm not saying C.J. Stroud's going to go the entirety of his career without throwing an interception. But, uh, boy, right now it looks like the Texans maybe lucked out. Like, because if, if the Texans had the number one pick, they were going to take Bryce Young. They oh, yeah. Take they, Young. Absolutely. He was off the board. They get Stroud. And the Texans haven't had a luck, uh, a lot of luck in recent years. Hell, really, since the advent of their franchise in the early 2000s. And it looks like they, uh, they might have lucked out here. And C.J. Stroud looks like the real deal. And like you said, the offensive line is banged up. And the wide receiver room, Tank Dell looks like a player now. Yeah, Tank Dell is fantastic, man. You're talking about uh, – uh, a guy that can sprint right by it. it if, if, let me tell you something. Once he's even with you, if he's even, he's leaving. I mean, yep. he goes, he goes by a secondary, whether they're in zone or man, he goes right by guys. You know, you've got to be, you might as well start into your, your backpedal and keep on backpedaling because that guy will catch. He, he makes up the difference so, so quick. And he's also a catch and run guy too. It's like, a, it's like a little running back with the ball. And he, he's having fun, and I think C.J. Stroud is loving the, find, the way he's finding that dude, too. And the other, and the kid Woods is doing pretty well, too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's C.J. Stroud, dude. Like, the Texas yeah. wide receiver room on paper is one of the worst in football, and C.J. Stroud's been able to get a lot out of those guys. So, uh, yeah, man, that's uh, really cool to see. Congrats to you Texans fans out there. 
big time win and hopefully the first of many for D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud. And a big time thank you to you for that 12 pack of Olipop. Oh yeah. And I haven't cracked that open yet. I've got it inside the house, but I did stop by, let's get two at one right here. Stop by 7-Eleven where Ashish was and picked up an Olipop. Instead of grabbing a Coca-Cola, I grabbed a grape and it was fantastic, man. It was, it was all the stuff I want in my soda. You know what I'm saying? But without having all the stuff that my body thinks it wants in a soda. None of that crazy sugar, none of that jittery feeling after dr- drinking a bunch of sugar. And my doctor, Doc Trey, told me all about sugar, direct sugar from liquids that go through the body, goes through the bloodstream a lot quicker. Yeah. I'm like, what, were you on heroin at some time? I mean, direct into the bloodstream. He was talking this crap to me yesterday. I'm like, what are you talking about, Doc? I said, that. he says, yeah, you and that Coca-Cola said it goes right through the bloodstream. And I'm like, yeah, whatever the hell you're talking about. But the Olipop was good. It was good for me. And I got it at 7-Eleven. It's everywhere now. You got to go. go to Costco and get my crater full of it. <laughs> yeah, they have the eight packs of yeah. Olipop at Costco. I just cracked open the uh, classic root beer flavor this morning. Mm. I love this stuff. The Buck said it perfectly. All the stuff you love about soda without the things that you hate, right? This That's soda right. is actually good for you. Nine grams of fiber in every can. There are ingredients in here that help with digestive health support as well. Only two to five grams of sugar. Uh, a lot of the flavors are caffeine-free as well, so you don't have to worry about that jittery feeling like the Buck talked about. And, uh, yeah, the stuff, you can find it at Costco, at 7-Eleven, at Target, at HEB, at Walmart, at Whole Foods, wherever you go to get your groceries and uh, some of your convenience store snacks as well, you can find Olipop. So shout out to them. And, yeah, shout out to Ashish and the crew. I went to get my Sunday paper. Yeah. Hey, what does the Austin American Statesman think? The Wall Street Journal, $5 for a paper? What in the hell? You know, I love my hard copy, but, yeah, I guess five bucks. Don't complain. I mean, it's it's like giving somebody a tip. Just think of that, bug. Just give give them the five bucks and go sit on the couch and read it for about – well, it's not a full hour of reading. It's a good 45 minutes of the whole thing, but that's okay. No, 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 yep. it's not the Dallas Morning News. It doesn't look like that. Lots of advertisement, but you know what? Lots of pictures for the buck. Yeah, baby. There you go. Yeah, we're the opposite of the statesman, right? We're the future of that's media. Right. The statesman is the past, and they're, yeah. in, a, they're in a tough spot because, well, they need money, but they don't have as many customers – so they have to charge more, but people don't want to pay more for the newspaper in 2023. So I'm about cutting down them trees. Get them out of the way. Yeah, you, you know hate trees. Saying? Yep. Get Big nature guy. Yep. Come on, nature guys, right? You also don't believe in global warming, and you think the earth is flat like Kyrie Irving, right? Not quite. I'm not mm-hmm. that bad yet. Getting there. The more I listen to Doc Trey, the closer I get to all of those things. How about Andrew Beck with the uh, kickoff oh, return touchdown on Sunday for the Texans? That was that Andrew Beck flying down the sideline? I don't know if he was flying, but the Jag special teams group, I guess, made him look like he was. They were Jags on that play. I mean, that dude looked like a track star. Uh, it, that was the slowest kickoff return touchdown in NFL history. Dude, he shook a guy on the sideline. I'm like, Dude, it looked like – it looked okay, you know how in the spring game sometimes – They'll have like a make-a-wish kid or, or that super old guy like you out there for a play. And everyone will like fake tackle him to like dive to the ground oh, yeah. but intentionally miss him to let him score. Like that, it looked like the Jags were doing that against Andrew Beck 
on Sunday where it was literally like, no, 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 like we got to let this guy score. It's it's part of the script. You know, this is we need this kid to get into the end zone. It's a feel good story. Like that's literally like what running that back from Colorado like. a couple years ago when I was at when I was at Texas in the 90s when he rushed for like 300 some yards in a game and broke the record. It looked like that. He was just going up and down the field. I was, and, and, and Monday, by the way, Monday of that game, after that game against Colorado when the Buffaloes tagged, tagged us at Texas, I started jogging up and down the field and touching the line and then going back to the other end zone. And guys are going, Coach, what are you doing? I said, I want to see what it was like to go for 300 yards, see if I can run this, touch the line, and go back three, for 300 yards. I just made fun of us. I've never seen anything like that before. Mm, yeah, that's what the Broncos defense was also doing. Oh, on yeah. Sunday, well, at right? least at least Texas was standing that day. Guys were standing. The Broncos had sleeping bags and popcorn. That was oh, the right. worst display of football. I've never seen anything. I'm serious. I've seen teams get mauled, sort of like the Buffaloes got mauled by Oregon. But some of the Buffaloes were standing up. I'll say this about Dion's guys. They were upright as yeah. they were getting their asses kicked on Saturday. For the Denver Broncos, guys are laying on the ground. I mean, it was like, I'm telling you, it was like Legos. It's like when you tumble them all over, they were just falling down. Just blow on them and they'd fall down. My goodness, that was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. All right, I got a UT question for you, okay. Buck. By the way, a very special guest will be joining us in a little more than 20 minutes. So don't leave. And make sure you tell your friends to tune in because uh, we think y'all are going to be excited with the guests that we've got booked for 9 o'clock. And also, he's got a big-time announcement that he's going to be making here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. So that's coming up at the top of the hour. Bucky, I know you and Wags and you and Trey talked about it a lot yesterday, but the Longhorns dominant in their victory over Baylor, 38-6, to the final score from McLean Stadium on Saturday night. It was a very impressive performance by the Longhorns uh, outside of a few special teams mishaps, but offensively and defensively, it was total domination for this Texas bunch. And you were right. You thought this would be a blowout. Uh, My UTSD was kicking in. I thought Texas was going to win, but I thought this would be a four-quarter football game. It was nowhere close to that. The Longhorns with one of their patented 21-point quarters. They've had now four of those. They've had a 21-point quarter in each game this season. Uh, The three before Saturday all came in the second half. This one came in the second quarter, and the Longhorns were able to put this one on ice pretty much going into the locker room. It was a big-time win for Texas, and uh, that's the stuff that really, really good teams do, right? They don't let inferior teams stick around. We've been talking about it for years, how Texas plays down to its competition way too much, how Texas fails to play up to a standard way too often, and, uh, boy, they did not play down to Baylor on Saturday. They played up to a standard, and it was a big-time standard, and that was a big-time dominating performance by this Longhorn Bunch against a desperate Baylor team. Yeah, it was a mature win for this football program. It really was. To go on the road, they've gone on the road to Tuscaloosa, and nobody thought they would win that game, and they dominated at Alabama. They go on the road here with all the expectations are, can they do it? It's just up the road. It's Baylor. They'll give the Longhorns a hard time. That crowd will be into it. And they annihilated that crowd very, very early in that game, offensively, defensively. The quarterback, 90% of the time, his feet were pointed in the right direction. He made really nice throws. Uh, it just was a mature win. I think it gives Texas fans some hope that, yeah, you're, yeah, you're going to play a tough team this week in Kansas. But if you play the kind of football, football that you're capable of playing – this, would, this shouldn't be a close game either. 
it'll be it'll be early dogfight. No. It, it really, really will. It, it, it's going to be – it'll be a slobber knocker. It's going to be the battle of are you fit to do this, which I think we saw, BK, I, more so than anything I'm noticing with this football team that throughout the game, this is a team that can substitute, and they don't miss a beat when they substitute, guys. They really don't, which tells me physically this, this strength and conditioning program at Texas right now, and especially in a summer like we had, they're ready to go. And I said yesterday, which I noticed in the game, guys weren't ready to tap out. You don't see guys with their hands on their hips. You don't see guys tapping on their helmets. Hey, coach, I've run three straight plays. Can you bring me some? Bring somebody in here on defense? The defensive line, they're not tapping out. They're just playing football, and that's great to see. That's just a sign of a mature team, that, and it's, it's a sign of a team that's physically fit. Uh, yeah. As I said, this has not been an easy summer for anybody preparing for football. I mean, it's been like that all over the country, but especially in the state of Texas where these guys have been practicing in the sun and in the heat. They look physically fit. And they still look fast, and they still look strong. And I give a lot of credit to whoever the strength and conditioning uh, who's leading that deal. They have done a magnificent job with this football team. They look like a mature bunch. They look like a bunch of kids that are out there like, hey, come and get me. I'm tired. Hey, my ankle hurts. Come and get me. No, they look like a group that, where's the next play? I'm in. No, no, no. You can leave. I'm fine. I don't. And they're substituting well, but they don't have to because guys are tired. Yeah. They're playing really good football, good, solid football, not making a lot of mistakes except for the special teams, mm. but they got, they got, they have to fix that or they'll lose a championship because of that. They'll lose a game. That'll, that'll get them a loss somewhere. Yeah. If, if they don't, they have the abilities, the coaches have the abilities to fix that or find somebody that wants to do it and can do it. That's going to be on them. If the same guys are back and they make the same mistakes, that won't be on the player. That'll be on the coach. Sure. You have, that's your job is to say, you know, maybe I need to have somebody different, maybe back there. I know I love this guy. I know he's a big part of it, but I can't have – you can't continue to have this mistake. They had three fumbles, two loss. That, in a championship game against a really good team, you're losing that game. Yeah, all upperclassmen too, right? That's yeah. the extra disappointing part. We're talking about Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington and Keelan Robinson, right? Guys who have played college football, guys who have been a part of this program for a number of years. You don't expect those types of mistakes to be made by those types of players. And So get it fixed this week. I'm fine. I'm fine with Sark saying I'm not changing any of that stuff. I'm thinking, coach, when something when it happens, we're not going to look at the player. I'm going to look at you and say, you're not changing that. You haven't right. had anybody. Uh, you're having the faith and all that stuff. No, no, no. If guys aren't 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 doing it, the and it's not if they're willing. If they're not doing proper technique in doing this, then you have to have somebody else. You have to give somebody else an opportunity. You can practice eight hours a day. Go under the lights and use the jug machine. Do, do, do everything you have, but you can't let that part beat you. You can't let that be the reason you don't win a championship game. You're right. not going to run away from everybody. You're going to need a guy to field a punt in a big situation where he can't let it drop and run back 20 yards, but he's going to have to go into a crowd and call for a fair catch. And Jordan Whittington, the ball almost hit him in the face mask. I'm like, dude, have some hands. Don't You can't catch it with your face mask. You're, this It's not going to stick in there almost stuck in his face mask and worthy. Yeah. He doesn't want to be around the crowd. He just doesn't. Now he'll take one off of a hop every once in a while and he'll make a big play, but all the big plays won't matter. If it costs you a game, it just won't yeah. matter. He can oh, bring be, back. They'll, that they'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's not like this is something we've seen like 30 times from these guys over, over the course of their return careers. Like it was bad. I can't ignore that. And I can't disagree with you there like that. That can't happen. And like you said, when you're playing good teams, like, Hey, You've got a good Kansas team, and you've got a good Oklahoma team. 
these next couple of weeks. Those are the two ranked teams that you have on your schedule. You can't right. be giving those offenses short fields. You can get away with it against Baylor because they are ass on offense. Yes. But against Kansas, they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. They've got one of the best offenses in the country. And yeah. Dylan Gabriel right now at Oklahoma's, you know, they haven't played anybody, but he's playing at a ridiculously high level right yeah, now. Yeah, you're giving so, that field position like that. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, that, that, no, that I'm, can't I'm happen, fine. but they're fine. They're fine. Sark said it yesterday. He's not changing his return, man. And you're right. If this is an issue that persists in future weeks, then yes, coach, what are you doing? It's time to make a change. But I'm not uh, I'm not ready to give up on those guys after. Well, I'm not saying give up game. on them, but somebody needs to coach them up that they need. There's there's some fundamentals of, of this punt returning. They're not getting. It's not just about catching. It's about where you have to be, where, where the where's the ball going to land? You know, you don't have to go flying up to it if, if you've studied the punter. I mean, there's there's other things involved in that. It's not just the catching of the ball. You know, you didn't, you didn't hear Sark after the game on Saturday. No, he I said did not. The, the punter did some things that we weren't expecting. Oh, him to. he punted the ball. To, oh, he had one of those punts. We were expecting the ball to be at 46 yards, a punt right uh, there, no less. And so the one, the ones are kicked short and you have to run up to, they're not expecting that. I didn't say that. No, I know he didn't. I, he didn't. <laughs> there wasn't any of that stuff by Sark this week, which was great to hear. I, I think he feels like a mature win, a mature football team, a, a well-conditioned football team, a quarterback that when he sets his feet and you're on his ass about his feet can make some incredible throws. And his confidence got built by that 29-yard run too. And they've got one of the best running backs in the nation right now. They really, really do. Jonathan Brooks is one of the best in the country tonight, right now. I mean, he's he's setting himself up to have a, a a wonderful year and a wonderful career as one of those kind of running backs at the University of Texas. I, I like everything about what he's doing. I saw him over-exaggerate a catch on Saturday where he, you know, unlike the wide receivers sometimes that look ahead and wait for, wait to be hit and they, they lose their, that contact with their eye contact with the ball in their hands, I saw him over-exaggerate a catch and make sure he had the ball before he took off. If he can get that part of his game down, BK – the, the sky's the limits because he is he's got great body length he's got really really good speed so the what the one thing I thought that I didn't know if he really had from the beginning of the season he has proved that yes he does he's got as much speed as anybody in the game when it comes to running the ball he's got great body lean he knows how to control his body uh what I liked about the young running back which can't wait to talk to somebody about I liked that the fact that I told you he was going to have that one hit that was going to welcome him to college football. He got it on Saturday from a linebacker at yep. Baylor. And he bounced right back up. You know, he had already hobbled off after one of his first carries. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, he's limping again. He's hurt again. But he got that hit, that, that running back, you know, that first hit that you get in college that you say, oh, I can take this. Now it's time for him to start dishing out the punishment now with that big frame of his. But it was good to see Jonathan Brooks. That's why that guy is, is the starter and should have been the starter, but they're, they're fine. They've got a nice combo of guys that they can lean on, but Brooks is really good. Yeah. He about that really catch. Good. I mean, he, he can't oh, yeah. catch with two hands, but I guess he can catch with one, huh? Yeah. He's looking the ball in. He understands kind of what it takes. And those guys don't get the kind of shots on him like that. He slithers his way, turns his body and he delivers blows at the end of contact where he gets that extra two or three yards. So it's exciting to watch him play. And the offensive line looked fantastic. They protected the quarterback. They ran the football. They did everything that you wanted to. And as I said, defensively, nobody's tapping out to come out. They're substituting like they always have, which is it's, it's okay. But they don't miss a beat when they substitute. 
And uh, David Benda played a fantastic game. He's really starting to show. He showed up on film, BK, really on Saturday, always. He was always there. You know, it just yeah. – Alfred Collins had one tackle, but I saw him show up in the film. I'm like, he was around the pile at least. That makes me feel good about him, a little bit better. I was expecting him to have more tackles in the game because it looked like he had more tackles than one tackle, one solo tackle. Because you know what he was? He was around the ball. He has to continue to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Now the defense was awesome. And I'll tell you what, Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington know that defense steak dinners because, yeah, when those guys did fumble those punt returns and give Baylor oh, yeah. those short fields, the Texas defense stepped up, right? They forced a field goal on one of those drives and they forced a turnover on downs on the other one of those possessions. So, yeah, I mean, you give up six points, you're going to win every single game that you play in. Right? How, did they, was, how did they get six? Well, hey. That's I'll take six, man. I mean, what wow. this Texas defense has done this year has been special. This is an elite group, and you're right. They've got talent, but they also have depth. It was good to see Maurice Blackwell back out there. Uh, he's fast as hell, man. I, I don't know how many snaps he had, maybe 10 to 15, maybe a few oh, more yeah, than that. Oh, yeah, he just the ball. Yeah, good to see that guy back in there at linebacker. Jalen Ford's a freaking monster, man. I'll oh, give I you can. some credit. Not that it was a hard pick calling him the defensive player of the game because he's the best player on this defense, but – uh, boy, he he is special. And, you know, I, I was reading this the uh, earlier this morning. Texas has only had one first-team All-America at linebacker in the last 35 years. It was a great Derek Johnson. That guy was a first-team All-America twice yes. during his Texas career. Jalen Ford's not that, but he's got a chance to be a first-team All-American this year. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, when it comes to leverage and the ability to get to the ball and get to the ball with an attitude, he's got it. Yeah, he's got all. I mean, he's got all of that, and he plays the game so smart. I mean, he he's not running behind plays. If he does that, if he runs behind, we're out of his gap. He knows he's going to make the play. It's it's not. He'll take a chance, you know, because of that position. Every once in a while, you just got to take a shot, and you're going to guess. But when most of the times when he guesses, he guesses right. So he'll run a guy down. You won't outrun him, which is incredible. And when he gets to the ball, he goes to the ball to make a play. He wants you to to fumble the ball. He don't just want to bring you down. He's going to force fumbles. I like the way he plays the game. And Derek Johnson was that way. He wasn't going to make tackles. He was going to make you turn it over. And Ford plays the same exact way. It's good. Yeah. It was good to see the way the way he played. He he really did. And Sweat between he and Sweat looked out. Yeah. That group is is that's a dynamic defensive line right now. Yeah, the, the whole defense is dynamic, man. I mean, that's. I know Baylor's had its issues this season and they were without their starting quarterback and, you know, Dominic Richardson, their best running back. He played. I didn't think he was going to play. He played, but I don't know if he was at a hundred percent, but no. still that, that Texas defense to go on the road in this conference and hold somebody to six, that's as good as it gets. Now the level of competition gets a lot tougher this weekend because Kansas is one of the best offensive teams in all of college football, but man, this Texas defense is beaming with confidence with what they've done through the first month of the year. It's hard to not feel great. If you're a fan about what this defense can do, they're going to give this team a chance to win every single Saturday. How's your level? How do you feel about the level of the kid that came from Ohio state? that has been the second year at cornerback. Are you totally sold on him as a, as a cover guy? Yeah. I mean, he got burned a couple of times on, on Saturday. You're talking about Ryan Watts. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, Baylor's got some speed on the outside. The kid Monterey Baldwin, I mean, they were talking oh, about it during the TV broadcast, right? Like, he hit, I think, 22.6 miles per hour. Yeah, just a little year. short of what I've hit in my career, yeah. 
Oh, that was my batting average. I'm sorry. No, even that wasn't that high. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you know who had a high batting average? <laughs> this little guy right here. That little guy right there, his batting average was fantastic. Look at the biracial baby right there. He's a special player and a special captain. And Stephen A. Smith to actually go out on the in Yankee Stadium with number two on his back. By the way, we did see some reruns of your throw, and you had a lot of nerve to go out there. I'm glad you didn't put this number on your back when you went out there <laughs> to make the first pitch. Thank you have. very much. No, no. Never, never, never. It really is impressive how you find a way to bring Derek Jeter up during every single show. Didn't the Yankees win? I don't know. No they one's another watching win. the Yankees right now. They suck. Oh, Ranger fans, now you're feeling good. Hey, Rangers are in first place in the American League West by two and a half games, all right? Now, it will be a very impressive feat for them to blow it over the last six days of the regular season. If anybody can do that, it's the Texas Don't say Rangers. it. Don't do that to them. Uh, Have the uh, faith. This is this is like Longhorn fans. If anybody can blow it, it'll be this group. I don't think so. I'm yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in with this football team. This is an yeah. under, this is a a football team that I'm going to give them this. Go undefeated and win the Big Twelve championship. Well, don't here, lose to a Big Twelve team. I don't mean, do it. That's the question, right? Like you look at Texas's remaining schedule, and they have two ranked teams that they've got to play. It happened the next two weeks. Now, I expect Kansas State to be ranked by the time we get to November sure. 4th when they come to town. But yes. the, three, the three toughest games that Texas has left this season are at home or at a neutral site. Obviously, yes. Oklahoma's in Dallas. The toughest road game Texas has left is at TCU. And I, I know TCU's had Texas's number. We all do. But like that, that's a game Texas should win. So you look at the schedule. Yeah. I mean, Oklahoma, you get at a neutral site, but you get Kansas and Kansas State at home – like we we've said it all year long that Texas is going to be favored in every conference game this season. That's not going to change based on the four and zero start and the fact that this team is now ranked in the top three in the country. Like twelve and zero is very very doable. I, I'm not predicting it, but man, I mean it, it just the way this team has looked and you once again take a glance at what they have left in front of them. It sure as hell feels like this team has the opportunity to do something special this year. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. And the quarterback play is – I think the quarterback played at a high level last week. And I'm telling you, that 29-yard run, you know, as he tiptoed down the sideline, you know, the loss of 20 pounds. I, I mean, I was excited for him because th those are the kind of things that, as, as a quarterback, you know, you, you do things not only with your arm but your, with your feet. I mean, that, that just helps you out totally. That gives you the confidence that you are a part of the offense and you can make it happen, not only throwing the ball, but you can make this good decisions when to take off and go with the ball. And that was that was that was good to see of him. And as I said, I watched his footwork throughout the game, and I'm gonna go over 90% of the time, his footwork was really good. I mean, yeah. really pointing to the direction where he was throwing, throwing darts. I, I thought he did a fine job of I, I don't know if somebody's running around with a little pad, you know, telling him, here's what you did on this play, look at your feet. But whatever it is, it worked in that game. He's just got to keep carrying that with him. But and you have to constantly be on him. Yep. You know? How about how about me saying during the pregame show that Quinn Ewers is not a dual threat, and then he goes out there with that long touchdown run. Yikes! Yeah, he looked a that little bit good. like Bryce Young. That was good to see. Well, he, he's not Bryce Young out there, but uh, if he can keep defenders honest with that, I mean, yeah, he's he's not Bryce Young. He's not Michael Vick. He's not. 
Lamar Jackson. He's yeah, not he looked a, more like Lamar Jackson than he did Bryce Young on that run. Sorry no, about that. No, he, he really didn't. He looked more like Andrew Beck than, than, <laughs> than either of those guys. Hey, he got, he got it done. Hey, he got it done. He got it done. Yeah. And that was cool to see. And if, like, defenses have to at least think about that, right, if that's in the back of their mind that, oh, no, Quinn Ewers has enough athleticism now to where he can take off and run. Like, if teams want to play man coverage and turn their backs to Quinn Ewers, then, hey, the fact that he's got that in his arsenal now to where, okay, if he sees some green grass, I mean, he's never going to be a run first type of guy. No. He's never going to be a run second type of guy. But He needs to be a run slide type of guy. Yeah, but if there's that type of space – uh, he's going to go out there and pick up some yards with his legs. That's another cool element to this Texas offense that uh, wasn't there last year. And it's it's Captain Obvious, Buck, but this team's going to go as far as the quarterback goes. So, like, that's the Quinn Ewers we want to see. Now, that that was that was his highest completion percentage in a game during his Texas career. So he he's not necessarily going to play that well every single Saturday. But he was we can't taking what the this. defense gave him. He was taking what they were giving to him we can't be doing this every other Saturday deal. And that's what it's been this year, right? Like week one against rice, not very good. Week two against Bama, spectacular. Week three against Wyoming, not very good. Week four against Baylor, spectacular. Like it's got to be more of the spectacular, you know, from Quinn Ewers. We know he's capable of doing it. We've seen it. We saw it at times last year. We've seen it at times this year. We know he has the ability to look as good as he did on Saturday. It just, it has to happen every single week for this Texas team to be a playoff team and really compete for a national championship. And he has to do it not only on the road, but at home. This is a team that it looks like they love getting on the road, just kind of getting away from the fans. Anybody who doubts them, they, they just get on the road and just, just display an unbelievable amount of uh, team play. I mean, it's, it's there, they, but they've got to do that at home. Now they've got to, they got to whip this fan base into a frenzy now this week. And this is the game to do it. They're going to need it. They're going to need the fans at, at a yeah. at a feverish pit, at pitch. The team itself is going to have to do all the right things. But they're they're fans. Use the use your fans. Use the positivity of your fan base now to continue to move to to play on. As good as Kansas is, they're not as good as Texas. I mean, it, will it be a dogfight? Only if you let it be a dogfight. That's the way I look at this football game. Only if you let it become a dogfight. You should be able to go out to it a lead. You should be able to stop. You're not going to stop their offense all day, but you should be able to stop them enough that when you get the ball, you need to score touchdowns, and you can score touchdowns. And they don't have to be big plays. They can be long, methodical drives. You can get about five or six of those and be up by two touchdowns, you know, 17 points, and cruise to a nice victory at home. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to be in a dogfight with Kansas. It's a crazy line. The fact that Texas is a 17-point favorite is – you know, I mean, it's Texas and Kansas in football. I get it. But with what Kansas has done the last two times they've traveled to Austin and with how good Kansas has looked through four games this season. Now, they haven't played a team like Alabama, but they've been very impressive through sure. their 4-0 start this year. And on paper, they're pretty good statistically in a lot of important categories. I mean, I think Texas is going to win this football game. And if Texas plays it's a game. There's not a whole lot Kansas is going to be able to do to make this one interesting. But, man, right. a 17-point line, uh, you're, you're saying that doesn't feel hefty to you? It feels a little hefty to me. Well, I mean, it sounds like a big line, but I, uh, at, from this point on, once again, if you beat them by a field goal and win the game, you win. But there are going to be some things that you don't do well if, if that be the case. But if you beat them by 10 or more, then you've had a solid game. Take the victory and move on to Dallas. I mean, just – that, that's what you do right now. It's about winning your, your games 
on the road and at home. Now you got to take care of your home base, but you got to have your fans. You got to give your fans something. You can't have drop punts and have your fans go, oh shit, here we go. Sure. No, you got to have your fans going, no, that dude's going to catch that punt. He may take it to the house. I mean, that's, that's how your fans should be thinking right now. Number three team in the nation, undefeated, coming home after what a lot of people would have thought a little bit, maybe a letdown in Waco. There was no letdown. That was an ass whipping right there. That, that was a sheer de- des- destruction of the other teams that they weren't very good. And you know what? You let them know that they weren't very good. You made sure that they weren't very good. Now you gave them opportunities, but you took the opportunities right away from them. You know, you gave the ball, you turned the ball over to them twice, but guess what you did? Your defense did. Okay. Sorry. We gave it to you. What are you going to do with it? You're not going to do anything with it. You're going to give it back to us or you're going to kick a field goal. And kicking field goals against Texas, you're not going to beat them with field goals. Right. Well, let me ask you this. Should Texas wear its white uniforms this weekend? Because they've been a lot better wearing those than they have wearing the burn orange this year. Because the two road games have been far and away the two most impressive performances for this group this season. Whatever whatever it takes, whatever whatever they feel that, that makes them play better. Yeah. I'm just I'm just buying I'm buying the maturity of this team, what I've seen on the road, that now they need to bring that home. And it shouldn't be slow starts. It should be, let's get up, let's go. It's 2.30 game, nationally televised game. Let's go. Yep. We're not playing at 11 a.m. like we're going to be doing. Next week will be rough enough afterwards. But take yeah. care of this week. Don't make this, don't make this a dogfight in the fourth quarter. Make this a game where everybody's talking about how good you are. You're the number three team or possibly the number two. Oh, I'm sorry, my sleeper team is number two. So it's kind of hard for you just to move, it, move the sleeper out of there. But yeah. just, just make sure you take care of your business. Why make a game like Kansas a dogfight? Because they've got the so-called player, offensive player of the year playing quarterback. Shut him down like you've been shutting down all these other quarterbacks. Get that done with your defense. And your offense just needs to continue running the football like they have. It's been spectacular to watch them run. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we are awaiting our special guest. I just texted him to make sure he's awake or, yeah, that's true, but we know how that works out sometimes. Yeah, you know, that works with this guy. But uh, before we talk to him, we'll give some love to a few more of our great sponsors. Hey, if you're looking for tickets to this weekend's Texas-Kansas game, you can find them at sendtextickets.com. They've got tickets to every Longhorn game all season long. The game against KU, the Oklahoma game next weekend, home games, road games, it does not matter. You can get your Texas football tickets and all of your football tickets. It doesn't matter if you're trying to watch a Longhorn game, if you want to watch an NFL game, if you want to see the Cowboys play, if you want to see C.J. Stroud and the Texans play, you can get tickets for everything right there at sintextickets.com. Shout out to them. And Bucky, how about our friends over at Texas orthopedics yeah if you're seeking uh, a specialized patient uh, focused orthopedic care contact the experts at texas orthopedic these physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for adults and children spinal care sports medicine of course uh, trauma care joint replacement uh, rheumatology and even more chris danny who i coached at the university of texas he and chris stockton are dedicated orthopedic surgeons and their goal is to get you in good health and great quality of life. Visit them at TXOrtho.com. Texas Orthopedics, one of the largest independent orthopedic practices in Texas. For more information, go to TXOrtho.com, my friend. Absolutely love having Texas Orthopedics on board and love having the folks at Great Blue Heron Furniture. Yeah, as man. As part of Texas Sports Unfiltered as well. A custom 
leather furniture company that started way back in 1991. Great Blue Heron Furniture focuses on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. This stuff is beautiful. Like that, I've got a goal in life is to run a business successful enough that allows me to have a few of these great blue hair and furniture pieces at my place. I mean, this stuff is next level. It's also the highest quality furniture you can find. So when you buy a piece at great blue hair and furniture, you're not buying a piece that's going to last you a few years. No, you're lasting or you're buying a piece that's going to last you decades. I'm telling you, you cannot, you will not find more stylish, more comfortable and more well-built furniture anywhere out there. And there's a link in the video description below, if you're watching on YouTube, there's a link that you can click on that will take you directly to our Texas Sports Unfiltered collection. That's right. We've got our own collection. Very nice. At Great Blue Heron Furniture. If you type in the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off your purchase as well. Not a lot of furniture companies doing that. 15% off. All you have to do is type in the promo code HOOKEM at purchase. I'm telling you, if you're looking for furniture that looks amazing, and it's built to last for decades. Look no further than Great Blue Heron Furniture. Click that link in the description for more info or call them at 866-247-9688. Love these folks. The lead manufacturer for the company is a great friend of mine. Uh, his sons are like two of my best friends. One of them's getting married next year. I'll be in the wedding. And uh, love these folks. Phenomenal people. They do the best quality work. I'm telling you, you will always be satisfied with the folks at Great Blue Heron Furniture. So if you or anybody you know is looking to uh, up the living room a little bit or up maybe the second home that you own, uh, they've got you with Great Blue Heron Furniture. Love it. Love, love those folks. Really, if you got that modernized farmhouse, put that furniture in that bad boy and watch it shine. I mean, that's, that's good leather furniture. It really, really is. It's good stuff now. It is. It really, really is. All right. I I texted our guest. I promise I'm not lying to the people out there just saying, oh, we're going to have somebody cool just to get you guys to tune in. But, uh, you know, the guy usually has read receipts on and he hasn't read the text. So we'll... he just, he, I just got a message that says I'll join in 10. OK, got that from him. So very good. Cool. All right. We'll so uh, expecting that. very special guest will be joining us. And we've got a pretty exciting announcement to make about that special guest when he joins us here in a few minutes. So looking forward to that. All right. Um, what else do we want to get into? How about the well, – uh, I, I, I didn't ask you. I, 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 one of the games over the weekend I didn't get a chance to ask you about is the Oregon team. That team is for real. I think we all knew what we were going to get with Colorado, Oregon. I not at any point thought that – I did not think that uh, Colorado and Prime and his group were going to be in that football game. I didn't, I didn't, I thought they may score more than six, but I'll say this. I didn't think they were going to put a dent in the offense or the defense of Oregon. And they did not, they did not let me down. They're not, they're not quite ready for that. They don't have, uh, they don't have the depth that these teams have right now. Now, eventually they will get there because I think Dion's going to do a good enough job that people are going to want and, and parents and kids are going to want to come and play at Colorado, but not this year. They just don't have enough depth to hang with teams like Oregon. Oregon is a beast. Yeah, Oregon's really, really good, and what a beatdown that was. I mean, that game was over by halftime. You're and talking about looking up at the scoreboard, and it just kept going up. I kept looking. I'm like, wow. How about the trash, too, that Dan Lanning was talking, right? I mean, during that game, the telecast showed Dan Lanning's pregame speech, and he's like, oh, they're in it for clicks. We're in it for wins. He was just bashing Dion and bashing the Colorado program and 
Well, they backed it up, too. I mean, Dan Lanning's done some talking, and he talked a lot in the offseason about Colorado, and he talked a lot leading up to that game, and obviously in the locker room before the game as well. And, uh, boy, he turned that talk into action because that was a dominant performance by Oregon. And you're right. I mean, Colorado, uh, with all of the transfers that they had, you knew they were lacking depth going into the season, and you figured maybe as the season progressed and maybe as they started playing tougher and tougher teams that that lack of depth would show up. And and we saw that on Saturday. I mean, that was an old-fashioned ass-whooping by the Oregon. Well, I, I thought we were going to see that for back-to-back weeks because even as good as, they, as uh, the athletes that they have at Colorado – even this week playing USC, that quarterback is a cut above. They're going to be guys all over the place. They may be able to hang a little bit because USC's defense is not very good, but they're still stronger than what Colorado has on the defensive side. I mean, yeah. and they're missing their best player, their most skilled player on defense, really. So that doesn't help either. So I expect another beat down this week. And Lincoln Riley really doesn't like Dion. So I expect for them to try to make sure that their, their Heisman, the number one Heisman, candidate right now who is going to be a repeat guy it looks like gets all the yardage he can get this week I mean they may go into the 60s with this group well USC did not look very good this past weekend and they were playing at Arizona State who's one of the worst teams in all of power five and USC was a five touchdown favorite and they only won by 14 and that game was a seven point game with about four or five minutes left in the fourth quarter so USC that defense like They struggled in week one, and then weeks two and three, the defense looks much improved, and it was like, oh, maybe Alex Grinch finally has things figured out. No, they kind of got picked apart by Arizona State uh, this past weekend. So uh, USC has some flaws. I don't think they're a perfect team, but they are 21.5-point favorites on the road at Colorado this weekend. So this game is not expected to be that close either. And, yeah, I I think USC is – I mean, they're favored by that for a reason. They should take care of business in this one on Saturday, and that's a tough two-game stretch for anybody, but especially a program going through the turnover that Colorado's gone through to have sure. to play at Oregon and then USC in back-to-back weeks. Like that's a that's the crappy part for Dion. I don't know how many people feel bad for Dion. Like you either love him or you hate him. He's the most polarizing figure in college sports right now. But th- th- this is the best the Pac-12 has been in forever. Oh, yeah. So it's like. You know, maybe Colorado, and, and they're still making more noise than people thought. I mean, their Vegas win total was three and a half. They're already at three wins, so they're doing better than just about anybody expected. But, uh, like, maybe in a normal Pac-12 year, they could have made some serious noise and kind of been in the mix for something big in that conference. But because you've got, what, seven or eight teams that are ranked in the top 25. Good veteran uh, coaches, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a bad year to uh, to be trying to make some hay in that league, so. We'll see. Uh, other takeaways, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to some Texas fans out there who for some reason were like almost hoping that Alabama was a bad football team. I couldn't quite figure that one out. No. Uh, sorry that Alabama looked pretty good in their victory over Ole Miss. You you should be happy about that. Um, I said this in the postgame show. One of my buddies texted me. He's like, oh, thanks for calling me out in your postgame show. I mean, there were a lot of people, not a majority by any stretch, but a lot of people – after the Alabama-South Florida game last weekend, say, oh, my God, Alabama sucks, dude. They're 2016 Notre Dame. They're awful. And this win for Texas isn't any good. And what does Alabama do? Well, they showed you that they're still pretty damn good at football. They go out there and beat Ole Miss. They beat them by two touchdowns. That defense, I mean, look, this is not Alabama's best team. I'm not going to sit here and argue that. 
but that defense is still pretty damn good. And what they did against Jackson Dart in an Ole Miss offense that had been terrorizing people through three games makes what Quinn Ewers and the Texas offense did look even more impressive. Uh, Alabama still pretty damn good at football, and they found a way to beat Ole Miss on Saturday afternoon. And Lane Kiffin's still good at talking. Yeah. Very good at talking. He's fabulous at talking. I saw you tweeted about him last night. How can a guy stick his own foot in his own ass? I mean, why does he continue to do that? I mean, <laughs> just leave it alone. Leave Nick Saban alone. Leave Alabama alone. Quit putting your arm and talking about how great Nick Saban is, and, and then you're doing all these little snide comments about Nick Saban and the Alabama program. You're not going to get that gig. When that guy retires, you're not the next in line. No. I, I don't believe that will ever happen, ever, no. ever happen, Joey Freshwater. It just won't. He's That's a great talker. He's a better talker on Tinder and Bumble, though, than I think he is. Man, oh, man, that guy just goes on and on. Yeah, yeah, not a great performance by them. All right. The Notre Dame and Ohio, Ohio State game, BK, yeah. how, oh. about, how about looking forward to Duke versus Notre Dame this week as one of the big plays of the weekend coming up? The Dukies. Are you taking the Dukies? Yes. It's football. You know that. No Krzyzewski? No? No Coach, K. <laughs> no Coach K on the sideline. Oh, no. Yep, 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 yep. All right, Buck. Our very special guest is here. I will let you introduce our next guest, and uh, we've got a very exciting announcement we get to make with him as well. Love this guy. One of my family members, uh, more so than I worry about him playing football. Heisman Trophy winner at the University of Texas. More so than that, he's just an all-around good person, and it's always a pleasure to talk to Ricky Williams. Rick, good morning, my friend. Good morning. And it is morning where you are, right? Yeah, it's early. Uh, yeah. seven, seven, you know me, I don't love to get up early, but uh, but yeah, it's nice. Beautiful day there, California. It is. You know, it's fall. It's fall. Like, cool. It's like, it, you, need, you need to have long sleeves on, not like here. We're still sweating In the morning, out. yeah. In the morning, yeah. In the morning, and when the sun goes down, uh, it does start to get chilly. What uh, what time what time do you normally wake up, Ricky? Um, you know, I go through phases. For for a couple of months, I was waking up at like five thirty. What? Yeah, but the past the past couple of weeks, I've been waking up like right at like seven forty five, eight o'clock. Now let me ask you this: you, your wife, and the baby. You guys, you don't have you don't do the pet thing, do you? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. You've never been a well, pet guy. You've 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 grown to know me as a pet guy. A bunch of animals I'm, all around. Always, yeah. Ever since I met you, you had these little dogs running around. You know, I, I've had I've had a, a pet. I had a Heisman. I had a, a, a that's right. For, and Heisman was around for like at least a decade. But I'm not a pet person because, you know, I'm not really like I'm. I'm always so focused on what I'm doing. That it's hard. It's hard to have a life where I'm responsible for taking care of someone or something else. Yeah, it's been. You're you're right. That's and that's a a huge responsibility having because now I have three dogs and two cats. Yeah, I feel like my my jobs my jobs are my pets. There you go. There you go. That's a way to put it. That's that's good enough. Uh, Rick, the the Texas Longhorns number three in the nation right now. I don't know how much Longhorn football you and I talked a little bit about. This Texas team, it looks like a football team, Ricky, when you look at them, that it's a mature football team. Go on the road to Tuscaloosa, win a game, 
Of course, you know how much I hate Baylor. But the, the fact that they went to Waco last week when a lot of people were wondering, oh, here it comes. Here comes that game. And it didn't happen. Yeah. Texas Longhorns took care of their business. Yeah. And, you know, people, we've been talking for years now about Texas getting over the hump. You know, well, first we've been talking about Texas being back. And then right. we, now we've been talking about getting over the hump because it's a little further advanced. When when you have to be back, it means you're far away, you know? Yes. They've been, you know, and they've been consistently, you know, on the porch, you know? And I, and I think now they're close knocking on the door and it, feel, it feels so good. And, you know, to me, the, the way I could see it is if you look at the past few coaches since, since Coach Brown left and just the momentum, there's a, a little excitement, a lot of ambivalence around Charlie, you know, and then in the beginning there's excitement. And then the rest of the next couple of years, it was like, eh, eh, you know. <laughs> and the same thing with Tom, you know, because I think when, when a coach is new, right, there's a big question mark and there's a lot of excitement. Sure. Yeah. You know? But I think when the either the players or the fan base over time are interacting with the coaches and either their stock goes up right, or their ratings go up or they go down. And Sark has been the first the first coach where I've seen the ratings steadily moving up, moving yeah. up. So building on something. And uh, and it looks like it looks like they're here. It's, it's exciting. Wow. Yeah, that linear progression that you talk about, Ricky, right? Because Tom Herman had that great year, too, with the Sugar Bowl. And then it's like, all right, things are trending in the right direction. And then, nope, the very next year, they kind of went downhill. Uh, obviously, year one for Sark, not what we wanted it to be. But year two is a little bit better, and it feels like year three a lot better. Uh, this is the first time we've had the chance to talk to you since the Alabama game. Just would love to get your thoughts on what you saw from Texas and that huge win in Tuscaloosa a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so you know, part of the the linear progression, it's about it's about connecting the success of the previous year to the success of the current year. It's building on something, you know. And and you know, the game against Bama last year was a heartbreaker, but the conversations, right? Texas should have won. Okay, right. Ah, right. That's something to build on. You know, that's something to build on. And they believed it. They believed they should have won. And they put the work in and they put themselves in the position to to show the world that they should have won by by winning this year. You know, I know how much you believe in coaching because you wouldn't be where you are without <clears throat> great coaching. You know what I mean? Right. Well, but, I get it. Uh, but uh, let me just say this. Eventually, if you recruit the way Sark is recruiting and his staff is recruiting, eventually sometimes that talent is going to outweigh some of the coaching. I mean, they are they are they are recruiting Ricky at a level that's just incredible. The types of players they bring in, these four stars, five stars. I mean, you know what a five star is. You were a five star recruit that could have gone anywhere in the nation. They are yeah. those kids are now not only coming to Texas, but they're deciding to come to Texas in June. I mean, yeah. you don't even have to wait till December. You know that new signing date of of December. They're not. They they decide in the summertime. This is the place that they want to go to school, which is I, I think incredible. They get here. They get orientated to, you know, what's going on around in a place like Austin. They get here early. They understand what the environment's like. I think that's very important. Oh, it's 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 huge. You know, it's I'm telling you, like it's not a joke. Like, I think coaching is greatly, greatly um, underrated. Because part, part of it, there's there's quantity and there's quality. You know, the quantity is how many stars they have. The quality is how how good of a fit is that athlete with the program, mm -hmm. with the scheme. 
And I think what Sark is doing well, he's not only getting great players, but he's getting great players that fit in his system. And I'm guessing he learned that from hanging around Nick, you know, because that's something that mm. Nick, you know, he like he wants talent, but he wants the kind of guys that he can envision fitting in right. his system. Yeah, definitely. Rick, Ricky Williams joining us here on Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered. And you talk about those recruits. Texas actually got a commitment from the number one offensive tackle in the country uh, a couple of days ago. So uh, folks taking notice to what this Texas team is doing. And, and, and Ricky, you, you, know, you talked about Texas being back, Texas being here, all of that a few moments ago. And this is the third-ranked team in the country right now. Are, are, are your expectations for this Texas team to not only win the Big 12 but be in the college football playoff at the end of the year? Yeah, it's, it's easy for us on the outside to have these expectations, but I've, I've been in the trenches, and, you know, there's a kind of magic. You know, we had this buck, and um, we, had it in 90, we had it in 95 and 96, you yes. know, where things just start rolling. Okay. Um, and Texas definitely has that right now, you know, but we can't get it right. They have to be able to maintain it and grow on it to be able yeah. to be there in the end. But as far as this point in the season, a plus. You know? Yeah. I mean, and that's why I say by a mature t- team, Ricky, they, this is a group right now that can go on the road. They can go to places like Waco. Uh, it, they can go up to, to play TCU over in Fort Worth where the fans are jittery, but the players go into it going, we got this. We can, we'll take care of this. All our training, everything that we've learned, we're going to take it on the road with us. And the ability to run the football, you know, I talked to you a little bit last night about Jonathan Brooks and what I've seen from him. And I've also talked to you about C.J. Baxter, superstar freshman, you know, number one running back coming out of high school. And I told you there would come that time. You've had that time in your career as a freshman running back. It may have not have happened to you as a freshman, but at one point it did happen to you. Uh, you take that hit where you figure out, Oh, it's really college football. You may not get it at practice because you don't, they, they don't, well, you may have gotten it at practice because of the, the way you practice. But for Jonathan, for Jonathan Brooks, he's been sure. fantastic. But for CJ Baxter, he got his on Saturday, Ricky. A linebacker came off of a off of an offensive lineman and was in the hole. And CJ wasn't he did visually, he didn't, he wasn't quite ready for it. And the linebacker lowered the boom on him and he went down like a sack of potatoes. But he bounced back up. And I said, at that point, welcome to college football, young man. This is, this is what it's like. You're going to get hit a lot of times. Now you've got to be the guy dishing out the hits now from this point on. You can't be surprised at what, you just, what just happened to you because this is the way they hit. This is what they do to you. And, you know, he had been coming up a little lame in his first couple games, Rick. You know what I mean? He'd take a hit and he'd come off limping. And I was like, oh, no, please, not this. But he, he got his hit. I think you may have got yours, but it took a while. I think you may have got it in that bowl game. Do you remember playing against Penn State? Oh, when you, oh yeah. When I said, when yeah. you said to me, "Hey, I don't remember the plays," and I said to you, "Oh, don't worry about it. It'll come to you." Yeah. <laughs> start in that bowl that's game. the way. That, the, yeah, the way we used to handle concussions. Yeah, yeah, that's the way was, Buck handled concussions. Brandon Short. Yeah, they had a linebacker. We ran like a there's a little checkdown pass, you know, and I ran trying to run him over, but I think our heads hit, and he's like. Penn State. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I was having a good game too, but after that, I was you know, I was somewhere else. And I kept telling them, it'll come, it'll come to you. I said, Hey, don't worry, it'll come to you. It'll come back to you. But yeah, I mean, I mean, does every running back get that that shot that makes him understand it is college football? Of course, of course. You know, it's 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 the it's called maturity. It's called learning. Because 
as a as a young running back, you know, you don't know. You're sitting in the room and the coach is telling you, protect yourself, get down, you know, body, whatever, coach. You know, whatever. But after you get that hit, you're okay, coach. I get it. <laughs> it's oh, for man. it's for real. Hey, Ricky. Yeah, uh, yeah Jonathan Brooks. I, if you watch him run, he's got a little priest in him, but he's he's got this ability. He's got this speed that I just I didn't realize he had. I, I watched him last year, and I said, "Is this speed legit?" Because he's going to need some outright speed. And I've I've watched him now for a year and a half. He's got this out and out speed. He runs well with his pads on. You know, like you ran well. You know. You would tell me you'd run four three, but you're probably four 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 five guy. This dude, oh yeah, you're are you okay? You're four four or something. And so it, it it really honestly depended on my weight. You know, it depended on it depended on my weight. Um, my my sophomore my sophomore year, my junior year, definitely my junior year, I was four three. Mm. But um, yeah, even even my heaviest in college, I was still. That's probably some games. I was four or five. There you go. There you that go. Freshman, that, 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 freshman, that freshman fifteen. But hey, you can go back. You can go back and put on my my for the first game I played, and I I broke two long. I had two long runs yes, as a did. freshman. So so yeah, that's that's at least four or four. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that yeah. early. But then a couple pizzas later, <laughs> I mean, it was four. Oh, it was back God. to four or five for sure. Ricky, tell us about your app and, and what you've been doing. Let folks know on how they can get to your app. Yeah, so the name of my app is Lila, L-I-L-A. And this is something, you know, I haven't really told many people about it. I've just been like quietly working in the background. But this idea came on my 40th birthday. Um, my wife and I, she wasn't my wife at the point. My wife and I we were taking um, a class together on relationship astrology and um four-day class and after the class we looked at each other and we were two we said two things one uh we got to get married and two we got to get this information out into the world you know because relationships are difficult you know and we're, we're trying to figure out ourselves at the same time we're trying to figure out someone else and make it work uh and we all need help and so i created this app to help people understand themselves better and understand the people in their lives better and even if you don't understand astrology, it's written in in human terms. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, you know, like you see in, in the app store, um, the heading I chose was timely food for thought. And that's really what it's about. You know, sometimes we say Leela is like your your wise spiritual friend, you know, sure. that friend you go to that always has that perspective where you leave like, thank you. You know, I feel lighter. I feel better because. Yeah. I'm looking at things differently. Yeah, I call Leela my Vicodin. Yeah, yeah, my exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it perfect. Is, yes, it, it really is. I'm telling you, like in the, when I'm having when I'm having my like the worst times with my wife, I'll go read what Leela has to say, and it'll just release a lot of the tension and pressure because it'll change my perspective. And so, um, yeah, it's my it's been my passion project, and I'm really excited to finally like have it to a point where we can put it out into the world, uh, and we're constantly working on it and making it better. So. Nice. Well, that folks, yeah, folks need to get this app. And they need to get Leela for sure. There, there is now. Now, I don't know anything. You know me. I'm barely, you know, able to pull this, this little computer up and get on on this YouTube channel with BK every morning. And as yeah. a matter of fact, Ricky, they told me don't touch anything. Don't take a plug out. <laughs> shut the top down. Come back in the morning. Open up the top. BK's had to let me into the into the 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 room there on fifty different occasions because I keep clicking. 
the thing three or four times, but I've been told I can't touch stuff. So is it easy to get your app? Easy to get it's, to it? It's really easy. Yeah. You, only thing you need, the only like tricky part for some people is that for the app to be at its best, you need accurate birth time. Um, but once you once you have that, it's really easy. You just put the birth time in and you push save and then boom, you got you know, I think if it kind of there's an old show when I was a kid I used to love called uh Quantum Leap. Okay, you know? yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. And and the character, I forgot his name, Max or something, the character, he always had that little thing, that little machine in his hand that would say there's a 60% chance that it's this, you know? Yeah. I think of Lila kind of like that, you know? You go hmm. through life and sometimes you just need something to like give you timely food for thought, something to think about. Right. That good advice. I like that. L I L A Lila. It's available in the App Store and Google Play. I assume. Right no, now? no, we're not. We're not on Android yet. We're working okay. on it. Just, just the App Store right now. Just the App Store. All right. That's uh, most people have iPhones. Anyone I care about has an iPhone. So that's uh, that's the spot to be right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's that's great to hear. I got okay. So Ricky, I got to ask you another football question here. Yeah. You know, there are good coaches and there are bad coaches. Like you know, the types of guys who prevent you from getting ten extra yards to get to a thousand yards. Oh boy. Here we go again. Those are the bad coaches. But a big a big issue at Texas has been development. A bunch of people are commenting right now, talking about how the development just looks different right now. You know, yeah. how how much of a difference does that make? And also as a player, can you tell early on if a coach kind of knows what he's doing, if he's actually developing you and getting the most out of your abilities? Because it feels like that's been lacking at Texas for a while, but it kind of feels like it's there right now, which is a good thing. Yeah, you know, th this is related to what I was saying earlier about the trajectory of the coaches. Because what makes a, a coach trend upwards, and it does manifest his victories, but it's really how connected he is to the players. If the coach has a meaningful connection to the players, those players are going to develop, right? Because you have to think about it. These, these, right, they're, they're not quite at the peak of their physical ability. So they're at a time in life where they have a lot of ability they have, they have a lot of strength and they have a lot of potential, but they just need experience. And anytime anyone has experiences and they're in a safe, loving environment, they can't help but develop. You know, mm. when you're in an environment where you're stressed out, you don't know what's going on, you don't feel it, you don't feel connected. Right. Those experiences are not going to turn into as much growth. And so I, I think uh, this is my experience. A coach's job is to make the players feel comfortable. And if the players feel comfortable and at this level, you know, the staff is competent enough to be in that position. So you make the players feel comfortable. You have a competent staff. There's going to be development. And then the, the skill of the coach is just a bonus after that. Yeah, Ricky, when you say that, you, you know, you talk about Nick Saban an awful lot. And that's a that guy has won an awful lot of football games. He's lost some along the way. He's learned a lot along the way. He's had to change from being a pro coach to a college coach to, to one national championship to a, a different team. You talk about Nick Saban. Is, is he that guy? How comfortable does Nick Saban make his football players feel? How, how comfortable he, they feel around him? He, he's found this like sweet spot, right? Because, you know, I'm, I'm talking about feeling comfortable, but what I'm not talking about, which is obvious, is how uncomfortable the game of yeah. football is. You know, yes. so that that's why making kids comfortable is so important. But Nick's found this amazing balance of making people extremely uncomfortable and comfortable at the same time. That's mm. how you get peak performance. You know, and one of the things about Nick, when I played for him, it's like 
he he knew like my game you know like he knew my game so when he talked to me it wasn't just you know generalized football mm-hmm. advice it was specific to my game because he cared and i was listening i was listening to something you were um when we were talking yesterday we were talking the other day and you were talking about the running back and it like flashed me back to being in the coaching room and listening to you coach me and we were extremely close and so you of course knew my game and you know i didn't need the help to make things uncomfortable just because of my work ethic but right. But making it fun and comfortable and learning, you know, because right, people would say, Buck's not like the X's and O's guys, but you made it so fun for us to be there that we all got better, all of us, you know? And that, yeah, and so it's, it's a tough enough game. Of, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all right, let people know now, and we know we've taken up a lot of your time. Let, let folks know when you'll be coming to Austin. We, we, we love to have you know we're doing shows out at Covert, B cave out there. Let yeah, folks know when you are coming to Austin, Texas to join us for a meet and greet. Yeah. What, so this what, is what's a, your day looks like? What, what does your dates look like? Yeah, this this is a big this is a big year for me, big football season. And you know, the timing of Texas, you know, playing so well. Uh it's it's perfect. So it's the twenty-fifth year anniversary of my um Heisman trophy and and for the twenty-fifth year guys, Heisman does a big thing. They come to the school and they celebrate you at, at the game. Um and also, I've been chosen as um, uh, as one of those fancy, distinguished alumni ambassador. Things. No, no, where I go again at the game, I go and I put on one of those orange jackets and I wave to all the fans, you know, with my great. In the golf beard. cart, you're gonna be in the golf cart. Yeah, exactly. Well, you are getting not, old, not, like Earl. You are yes. getting like Earl. I'm not. You're I'm not ready there. for the. I'm not ready for the. I am. I'm the Earl of my generation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the golf cart, waving with the jacket. Now I can't wait for that. Now. Yeah. But when it's is coming, that yeah. day, buddy? So that's the K State game. So November. Okay. That's the first week in November. Okay. Yeah. I, and and you come join us, and we have a little meet and greet. We do this every home game. Come out there and say hello to to the fans out there and the folks out there. Take a couple of pictures. We. We can't wait. We can't wait to see. I can't wait to see. I haven't seen you in a long time. You got yeah, all this. You, know, you got all this hair back now. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, what, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, some, some of us can grow hair, Buck. I know you can't, but you know. Well, I'm. I can grow hair some places, but I'm losing more hair than I'm growing. So it's like a balance. Oh, are we getting weaved? Are we weaving things now? We're not. We don't have to weave. You know, it's it's what do you say? It's growing in the back and it's leaving in the front. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, man, man. We, we we look forward to it, and it's it's always good to talk to you, Rick. And and please say hello to your wife and 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 your family there in in, in uh, California. And I know the the group here can't wait to get Dad back home in this area. AJ's been talking about you and your business, Thirty Four Wine and Spirits. I see you guys are on the move again, doing more things. Yeah, they're doing a great job over there. It's it's fun. It, this, it is, is. Uh, this is the app on the screen, correct? Just want to make sure. I don't know if you could see that's this. It. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's the one right there. Just search it in the app store, Leela, and uh, you can see what Ricky Williams has go- got uh, going on right there. But timely. That's my pet. Thought. That's my that's pet. Your pet? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm feeding all the time. Damn. And there you go. Yeah. Did, you, did you program this? What are you a coder now? What do you. Who, I, who I am a coder, but I, I don't program at this level of coding, but I had to learn to code to be able to communicate with the developers. And so I'll write code and then I'll send it to them and they'll make it look nice. Well, Ricky, what you don't know is I've become a meteorologist. 
I know really? you're studying the stars, but I know when it's going to rain. Yeah. So why? Because your neck hurts? Because your back hurts? My, my back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> within the 24 hours, I'll make the call and we've had rain. It just so happened that it hailed the other day and nobody's counting that. I'm like, wait a minute. It started as lake. What's the deal? It started yeah. as rain. It's not my fault. That counts. Yeah. yeah okay. Thank you, Rick. I just I wanted people to understand that that counted the other day. But yep, we've had we've had very few of those days. And and I still I, I remember the great times that we've had and will continue to have throughout throughout life. And you were one of one of the, one of the kids that I I enjoyed being around. And from the day I met you and I'll tell people this, the day that we spoke and you told me that you were coming to Texas, people still don't believe that on one occasion you said I'm coming and I never had to worry about that. When others worried about it, I never had to worry. Your word was good enough for me. It's, it's always been good enough. And I appreciate everything you've done and taking care of AJ and him taking care of you, too, at times. So I'll, exactly. I'll stress that yeah. part. Too. <laughs> but but we, we look forward to, to getting you back here in Austin, Texas, yes. and, and spending some time with you on that Friday, my friend. Yeah, looking forward to it. You're the man. Thank you, Ricky. See you, Rick. Yeah, you guys take care. You, too. There he goes. The legendary lifetime Longhorn. Heisman Trophy winner, 10,000-yard rusher in the NFL. 990 yards his freshman year because of somebody. Because of some jabroni on the coaching staff that not year. Not me. That's, not, that's not, not my job. It's your my, job. My job is to coach. My job is not to worry about how many yards somebody has. That is your job. You got to know that. That's John Bianco. I will say his name. <laughs> that's, the, that's the SID. All hey. he had to do, tap me on the shoulder send me down a message on a piece of paper. My mind is on the game. It's not on the individuals having 10 yards for a thousand. Should my mind be my, my, I can't want, you know what my mind is like. If I wander too far for what I'm actually doing, I mean, what happens next? Well, you're thinking about the yellow rose or our donuts or Come something. On, man. <laughs> That's where your mind was at that point. And, and oh, you're, just, you're just lucky there's no transfer portal back then because Ricky might have up and left because he didn't like you not giving him those extra 10 yards. Come on. That now. dude loved Austin, Texas. He wasn't leaving the place. No, he wasn't no. leaving. That was awesome. And, yeah, the big announcement there, Ricky Williams will be in town the weekend of November 4th. That is the K-State game. He will be honored on the sideline or on the field during that game, which is really cool for him. But the cool part for us is the fact that Ricky Williams will be our special guest live at our Friday luncheon out at Covert Bee Cave. So it'll be Friday, November 3rd where legendary lifetime Longhorn Ricky Williams will be hanging out with us. We'll be talking some Texas football. He'll be taking some pictures, maybe signing an autograph or two, and there will be free lunch provided by our friends at Smokey Moe's and Verde's Mexican Perilla. So, uh, yeah. We've yeah, got I asked those. him about the Heisman Trophy. I said, so where is your Heisman Trophy? You know, there's like three of them, one for the university, one for Ricky, and one for the, the Hall of Fame or whatever it is, the, the uh, College Football Hall of Fame. Dude said, I have no clue, Buck. Oh. I, I don't know. You don't I know don't- where his Heisman is? No, I'm going to have – he said, you know, that's – to him, it's like a different part of his life. Dude, it's like a shoe in the corner. I'm serious. It's like a missing sneaker to him. Don't know where it is. Don't know where those pair of shoes are. That's him. That's Ricky. That's that's his deal. Don't know. So I'm going to have to try to search that down because we'd like to have that there. And the university, you know they're not giving us that thing. For, they've, for got, they've got one too. Yeah, they'll give us one. Why not? They will not. You think they're going to take it out of that – that Hall of Honor deal where they have with that beautiful facility they have over there. 
the CDC is not giving us the Heisman Trophy for a meet and greet with everybody putting their hands on it. Their oh. COVID-filled hands all over that statue. There's not a chance. They so would have until you dunked on John Bianco a couple what, of What? What? Come on. Not my fault, but we'll find it. It's it's that probably at his kid's house here somewhere. It's probably a doorstop somewhere. We'll find it. Oh, we got to call Sandy and see if it's at her house. It's out in the backyard. They're using it for a who, – who knows what people are using that thing for now. Mm. We'll get it. We'll find it. Yep, we will. We will. But either way, Ricky's going to be out there with us at Covert B Cave the day before the K-State game. So mark your calendars now, Friday, November 3rd. Uh, look, we've had a couple of great guests at those events already. Michael Griffin, Casey Studdard, love those guys. But man, Ricky Williams, that will be next level. So really looking forward to getting the chance to see Ricky in person and uh, for all of you to get the chance to see and hear from one of the best to ever do it and we'll and do it this week too this friday we'll be out there also yes yes uh, working on a guest hell it might just be the buck and i talking football yes maybe uh, us talking some football with you i don't know if anybody wants uh, our autographs but you know we'll, we'll, we'll sign stuff for you and take some pictures as well but this friday the day before the kansas game we'll be out at covert b cave for our pre-game luncheon it's every friday before ut home game so this is the last one we'll have for a while because yes. the Oklahoma game, then you've got a bye week, then you've got the game at Houston. So almost a month between home games at DKR, which means almost a month between those Friday pregame luncheons out at Covert and B Cave. And somebody just asked if we could put up the uh, picture of Ricky Williams app on the screen. So there it is for you one more time. Leela, L-I-L-A. So if you're listening on the app, that is uh, what you search in your Apple App Store, L-I-L-A astrology and horoscopes and uh, once again there is the picture of what it looks like if you are watching on the youtube gotta find out what this leela means because with this cat there's something with that l-i-l-a i gotta find out and it's yeah. it's it's probably something very dark and i will find that out yeah, but about, i won't let, i won't let you know unless he wants me to know want you guys to know how about I'm gonna uh, find out what it means how about Ricky doing some programming as well doing some coding like i almost asked that as a joke i figured he had just like paid somebody or told somebody like, Hey, here's what I want. You go do this. But Ricky actually learning how to code a little bit. Dude's a, a jack of many trades, man. Dude, the smartest football player I've ever been around. One of the smartest people I've ever been around. One of the That's weirdest cool. people I've ever been around. Yeah. If not doc Trey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no one's weirder than doc Trey. No doubt about it. And speaking of Covers, uh, the Covert family out there, they're carrying seven brands, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram, of course. And at Covert BK, they have everything for everybody. 86 service bays throughout. Your time is minimal when you go out there for an oil change or whatever you have to have done. And they've got locations, folks. They've been doing this since 1909, the Covert family in Central Texas. They've got locations out in Hutto. That would be uh, Hutto. They have Chevys and Fords out there in Hutto. And, of course, Lincoln and Fords in Austin, Texas. When you're there out here in BKs, Say hello to Stacy and Dan and Mike, the general manager out there. And, folks, nobody beats the Covert deal. Not now, not ever. Not ever. Shout out to Covert. And shout out also to our friends at Audio Visual Consultations. How about a recorded spot from Tom McKay and the kid over at ABC? 
Hi, this is Tom McKay with Audiovisual Consultations. And Camilla McKay. Kid, what time is it? Oh, man, it's back to sports time. The hockey and football seasons are upon us. And baseball is winding down to the best part. And what about basketball season? I'm 5'2". Who the hell cares about basketball? Yeah, we're talking about watching, not playing. And in that case, you've got everyone covered, right? That's right. Audiovisual Consultations has been providing awesome systems and service throughout Texas for over 30 years. Installing home entertainment systems and livening up restaurants with incredible audio and video systems. We're talking multi-screen video walls. And home entertainment that puts you in the best seat in the stadium. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678. Hey, aren't you forgetting something? Oh yeah, I almost forgot. Hug your kids until they beg you to stop. Watch a game with your friends. And make love to whoever the hell you want. Just give us a call at 512-255-8678 or visit us at avconsultations.com. Go Stars! Go Bruins! Kid. Thank you very mm. much, you two. Oh, yeah. Audio-visual consultation. Shout-out to them, and shout-out. Oh, you see the hat today, Buck? Oh, you got Allstad, yeah. Nice on, nice lid, brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this weekend, had a couple of buddies over to watch some football and enjoy a few Allstad beers. My fridge is stocked with it. Matter of fact, I have my own separate mini fridge that only has Allstad beer in it. Like it's that good. It needed its own separating fridge. the bottles and cans now. Oh yeah. That's what we do. That is what we do. Altstad is my choice of beer all year long, but especially for football season it should be yours as well. They've got a bunch of different brews, something for every beer drinker out there. And it's easy to find too. available wherever you shop for beer all throughout the state of Texas. Yeah. Not only is it in central Texas, but if you're tuning in from the Metroplex, if you're tuning in from H town, they've got Altstad beer as well it's brewed in fredericksburg right in the heart of the beautiful central texas hill country guys this stuff is liquid gold i am telling you one sip and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past it is alt stat beer no impurities no regrets and our good friends over at top gun rentals and sales of course with their two locations and if you're interested in getting ready to get that gardening done give it to about the second or third week in october don't rush out there it's still kind of hot but if you need a tiller to, to get ready to do your garden, Brandon Mars at uh, Top Gun uh, Rentals has anything that you need. It doesn't matter, BK. Chainsaw, uh, if you need a lawnmower, a riding mower, he's got it all. Bobcat, you need a bobcat, you've got a job. No job's too big for what they have at Top Gun for sure. And they've got two great locations. And, of course, I will be doing these things very soon myself as I'm told to be careful out there with the tiller in my hand, you know. I Why are you using that? Get Javier to do it. Oh, no, I can do those things. I don't, and maybe I'll even get a mule and a plow and I'll put the thing around my shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Like the grapes of wrath or, you know, the color purple or whatever. Maybe I'll get out there and do that with a mule this year just to prove to everybody I'm not some frail old 68-year-old guy. I know how to garden. I am a lettuce rancher, by the way. Not many people out there can claim to be lettuce ranchers. What does that even mean, lettuce rancher? I do lettuce, and I do it very well. My lettuce, lettuce. Is good. <laughs> My lettuce is good, brother. You're having intercourse with no! heads of cabbage? No, that's not what I'm doing. I'm not banging cabbage or, or heads of broccoli. No, I'm not doing that. I'm a lettuce rancher. It takes a skill to have the perfect lettuce, to have the perfect head of lettuce. Mm. That's yeah. exactly what I do, and I do yeah. it well. 
takes skill to to be good at head. I, I agree <laughs> with that. Uh, let, okay, if you are going to till and use all of that equipment in your garden, please let me know so I can take out a life insurance policy on you uh, right before you start. All right. Yeah, my wife is laughing right now. Please do it. Please do it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, he's down. The old man is down. Just leave him there for a while. He'll get up. Help. Maybe. I've fallen in case. We got to get you a life alert for that deal. That's going to be my Christmas present. I'm I'm oh thinking of if I'm going to forget to carry my phone with me, I'll do the life alert, but I'm not wearing that chain around my neck. I'm not putting that thing with the beeper on my neck. I'll put it in my pocket. Or like those dudes that have the 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 wallets with the chains on it. I'll yeah. put it in the back like that. So I'm not, <laughs> it's not going around my neck. My, my cross is there. So I yeah. can't be, I can't be mixing those both. You know what I mean? One life, one death. No, I'm not doing that. You're going to keep it like a chain on your wallet. You're going to have to do an earring. Hanging. How about a life, a life alert earring. Dude, Maybe I'll do that. The looks you're going to get. If you have that on your wallet, every time you pull the wallet out to pay <laughs> yeah. somebody and they see that little <laughs> life alert beaver on there. Yeah, you'd be like, "Is this guy okay? Does he need help?" He needs help for sure. Oh, he my does. Boy, it's glad to hear Ricky going to show up for us on that date. That'll be an awful lot of fun out at Coverts. That will be a, that will we welcome everybody. We'll have enough food That's for true. everybody involved. I don't know if he'll have enough signatures. Once again, as you come out there, now it may be myself talking this week, so you're not going to have me signing balls. I understand how that goes. Or nobody you know, wants that. Nobody wants. Nobody wants me signing their balls or their jerseys or their pantalones or any of that stuff. But I want to talk some football with the folks this week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Generally once a year, I get a chance to talk, you know, and, and talk about Texas football a little bit, you know, from the past or from what's going on right now. I'm looking forward to it on Friday, as a matter of fact. So please come and join us. Yes. We'll have plenty of food for you unless BK eats all the, 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 the chips and salsa. From Verdes. Oh, my goodness. That is good stuff over there. Yep, those luncheons usually start around 11.30. So just uh, pop in anytime between 11.30 and 1. And, say hello. Uh, say hello, get some free food, and uh, we'll talk some Texas football with y'all. Always love going out there. Uh, I haven't brought this up to you, Buck, and I'm surprised. Look, this is the first show you and I have done together this week. Obviously, you were on yesterday with Wags and Trey, and thanks to them for filling in for me. Yeah, I'll never be the same after those two. Yeah. How about – um? Jatavion Sanders. Oh, the All-American tight end. Yeah, the guy that they the guy that they found that yeah. Sark found and said, I will get the ball to him. Yeah, I I know more about Byron Murphy than I do about Sanders on offense, but not after this week. Five oh. catches, 110 yards. And the guy was, I'm, I'm telling you, he was so involved. I watched him throughout the game. You should have seen him in the run game this week. He was fabulous in the run game. He did a great job blocking in the run game. And you know why? Because he involved him early in the football game. Yeah. And he was he was spectacular. His enthusiasm was unbelievable. You have, you have not seen that kid like that, you know, this year or or in the other years. They made an effort. Someone, you know, Sark did say this in his presser. We don't know who's going to get the ball. Well, listen, coach, you better start figuring out that guy needs to get the ball. And he needs to get the ball pretty early he says it goes by the game i'm not i'm not yeah. well, so you're gonna let you're gonna let other teams take him away because it's different in this game okay so it's gonna be maybe different this week he won't catch five balls that guy he should catch no less than five balls now these next two weeks i mean these are maybe the two toughest games you have on your schedule so you need to deploy all of your best weaponry 
for this Kansas game because this I don't know if it's going to turn into a shootout, right? This Texas defense might be too good to allow mm-hmm. anybody to turn a game into a shootout, but Kansas does have maybe the best, one of the best offenses in the conference and one of the better offenses in college football. So uh, you might have to score a few points this weekend. And JT Sanders is such a matchup nightmare for opposing defenses that, yeah, you got to find a way to get that dude the ball. And, and maybe, Buck, I should probably leave the military references to our boy Wags who's coming up with Rodney chaos theory from 10 to 11 and a wax is the Marine after all. Yes. Yeah. Like Jatavion Sanders to this point has been used like a a special weapon. Like it's something that you've got, like, Oh, you know, we can deploy this thing if we need to like, uh, let's, let's try to avoid it. Let's keep this thing hidden. But if things aren't going our way, or if we feel like we need to make something happen to get some momentum on our side, then we'll push that button or bring out that weapon and boom, there's nothing the other team can do. Like that, that to me is how Jatavion Sanders has been used this year. It's like, uh, Rice, Wyoming, we, we don't need to bring out our best guns for that. We can beat those guys with a pretty vanilla game plan, and uh, we can make other guys the focal point of our offense. But, you know, Alabama, biggest game of the year, and then first conference game of the year on the road. Sark's like, no, nah, let's, uh, let's make sure we've got uh, all hands on deck. Let's make sure we've got our best guys. And JT Sanders is one of those best guys. He's one of the very best tight ends in the country, and I hope. Yeah, we're not talking about any other games where he doesn't have any catches. I hope we're seeing those types of stat lines often over these next couple of months because, once again, he is that weapon that not a lot of teams know how to defend. Well, this is not – when I say a mature mature team, I think they coached mature in this football game too. I mean, getting him the ball was just – watching Sark do that was – I mean, I was just smiling the game. I mean, did he not start off the game with like a handoff to this dude? To Sanders? Yeah. Didn't he take a handoff and run with the football almost like a running back in this football game? Did he have a a carry and not a reception? Was it a quick screen, one of those little quick quick, screens? That's what it was. It it wasn't a handoff. It was like a little bubble screen to him. Yeah, I mean, you have to use this guy. Get him into the the secondary or into that linebacker level. Let's see those guys try to tackle him. Let's see the little DBs try to come up and hit that dude. That guy is – he came to Texas as an all-around athlete. He still has all those qualities and all those abilities. So get him the ball as often as you can, as much as you can. Make him know that he's a part of this offense. And they, and they did everything everything needed to do that. Yeah, I think he was. You know, I, I said that Jonathan Brooks was going to be the offensive player, but I think Sanders was the offensive player of the game. Yeah, I think I, uh, I, really I think my favorite part from Saturday, and boy, there was a lot to like from Texas 38, Baylor 6, but we saw a lot of signs of maturity from this program. Yes. And I think, I think one of, uh, I'll say my favorite sign of maturity that we saw from Texas was how good this passing game looked without Xavier worthy, making a huge impact. It's not that worthy had a bad game. He scored a touchdown, right? But like last year, if Texas had a good passing game, it was you no know, Xavier worthy had to go for 10 catches, 130 yards and two sure. touchdowns. Like they, they force fed the ball to Xavier worthy all of the time. And it's like, he was the only super reliable, super consistent weapon that they had in the pass game. And the fact that Quinn was able to play as good as he did, and the fact that this passing offense was able to be as effective as it was, and Xavier Worthy, one, two, three, had the fifth most receiving yards on the team, like that is a big positive sign and a step in the right direction. And it just shows you that, no, this Texas offense has – Many more ways to beat you in 2023 than they did in 2022. Well, it's it's good to see that A.D. Mitchell has become one of his favorite targets because 
He can throw the ball low to him, and the, and the kid will go down there and catch it. He can throw it out to the right, to the left. He can throw it in traffic. And A.D. Mitchell is going to make the play. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching the way Quinn Ewers is starting to look at him and say, he's going to make this. It's going to be tight on the sideline. But if I throw it out towards the boundary, he'll make that catch. I think he really relies on him, which is nice to see. Yep. I, I think he's starting to think of him not as a big threat, but down in the scoring zone, he's going to make those tough catches for you. That was a huge addition to this Texas team. Yes, and it was. How about Jonte Cook? Hashtag let Jonte Cook. Huh? Let Get that dude on the field. He'll make something happen for really? you. Really? Maybe even a punt return? Well. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, scared guy. Don't do that. Don't let a weapon maybe be a real live weapon to you. Let him sit down and just catch long bombs. Don't don't let him think about returning a punt. Hey, I'm just or glad he was on the field, okay? Because there have been games this year where it's felt like we haven't seen Jonte at all. So the fact that he was on the field and had that big 50-plus yard catch over the middle, that was uh, awesome, and I hope we it see was. more of that. More of oh, that I later. agree with you. All right, a couple more shout-outs to some sponsors here. How about Sue Patrick, Buck? We haven't talked oh, about them I, yet. Oh, the folks at Sue Patrick now. Now, the, I'm going to tell you, we have these wonderful shirts that Sue Patrick has given us and Jay Willems over there. They've been doing it since 1975. They've got an incredible selection of Texas Longhorn apparel, collectibles, accessories, and more. And the Christmas stuff, it's already out there right now. It's already getting on the shelves. They've got tons of Texas-themed gifts out there and a wide variety of men's and women's clothing. And they offer free shipping online and orders over $49 and free curbside pickups for sure as well. But – Folks, when you go there to 5222 Burnett Road, plenty of free parking. All kinds of space for you to go in. Yeah, that's right, free parking. You don't have to walk blocks and blocks before you get your Longhorn gear. But they've got it all, BK. I love going over there. I love their golf apparel. I love everything that they've got over there. And, and we do you like that with the little – those are little horns. Look at the little mini horns with the big horn. There you go. Dude, that, I tried pretty, that on. Yeah. And it is – the most comfortable shirt I've ever worn. Isn't in my nice? Life. It, that is some nice gear. I'm like, I don't even want to put it in the wash because I'm worried it's not going to be that soft when I take it out. I'm sure it will be because the material very washable. level. But yeah, uh, it, yeah. For more information, go to suepatrick.com, uh, please. And ask for Jay when you get over there and Sue Patrick herself. She'll be back there on the couch, sitting back there greeting folks. There they are go. wonderful people and they've given us some gear to take up to, to Dallas with us next week. We will be going. We will be in Dallas, and we'll be doing our pregame show live from the fairgrounds next Saturday. We'll have more details next Two hours? week. But, uh, we might go. We might go a little longer. Oh no, really? Yeah, sorry, you got to work overtime, Buck, and you're not getting paid extra. Don't even ask me. That's okay. I that love doing pregame shows. I like being a part of that. It makes up you know, for your I, I listen, try to listen to the days. other pregame shows to see how we're doing. Damn, I can't find any. Oh what no! How no. does that work? I don't know. The University of Texas can't even go to the SEC. No pregame shows. What the hell is this? Just listen to us then. You're going to get two, two hours of it. No commercials. We just go. Yep. We might have Trey up there with us. We might have Wags up there with us too. It uh, should be a fun time. Maybe Harge. Maybe the whole gang, huh? Maybe the whole gang. And shout out to Jack Allen's Kitchen too. Want to give them some love. Oh, fantastic dining experience. And shout out to Salt Traders, by the way. I think yeah. I'm meeting a buddy there for lunch uh, sometime this week. Great seafood. If you're looking for great seafood, go to Salt Traders. If you're just looking for a great meal, uh, they've got it at Jack Allen's Kitchen. Five Austin area locations for Jack Allen's, and there are two Salt Traders Coastal Cooking Spots. Uh, always 
going to take care of you every time you walk in there. Shout out to them. Shout out to Last Stand Hats. Shout out to Woods Comfort System. Shout out to yes. all of our great sponsors here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Uh, and also another shout out to Ricky Williams for joining us today. That was a fun conversation, Buck. He always is. He's always he's always a good time, and you never know what to expect from him. And you get something positive every time you talk with that young man. I Amen. still call him a young man. That's an old dude now. He's getting ready to go out. He's going to be on a golf cart. You know that, that K-State game. He's not walking around like Earl used to. When Earl would break another record or or get into the, the Hall of Fame, he'd sit in a golf cart. I can just see Ricky waving to the crowd now. Yep. I, I just can't wait. That This is going to be so much fun. 25 years. 25 years. In a yep. minute. In a minute. All right, that is going to do it for us. The Buck and I will be back tomorrow morning from 8 to 10. We've got a full lineup of shows till 5 o'clock. We will be live right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered on the YouTube channel and on the TSU app as well. It's time to bring on the fellas who make up Chaos Theory. It is Rodney Rodriguez. It is Adam Wags Wagner. Gentlemen, our work here is done. Wags, you're on mute. I'll save you the embarrassment there. <laughs> Who's on mute? <laughs> Click that thing, my brother. Click that thing, my friend. You guys, you guys have, have a great show, man. Hook them, guys. <laughs>